Francisco. You beautiful, sweet, crisp, and cool city by the bay. Good morning. Good morning to you, San Francisco. 
<laughs> cool and crisp city by the bay. It is. It's not, it's crisp. It feels like fall. It's crisp and it's cool. It's yeah. very comfortable with itself. Yeah. I'm wearing a wool jacket, and that's the only layer I need. Ooh, I got a shirt tucked into the pants. Okay. okay. And then a shirt over that shirt, uh -huh. and then a jacket. Nice. Uh, okay, so you, you wearing socks today? Am I wearing socks? <laughs> I, I don't recommend going out today without socks. Yeah, what I would agree. What about you? What's your sock? I uh, am wearing socks today. Uh, these are the ones that go over the shoes. No, no, no. Under the shoes, under but over the feet, yeah, right? Yeah. Definitely yeah. how I'm wearing mm -hmm. them. Don't even look. Mm -hmm. No need to check. <laughs> I put on socks correctly. Sock check. <laughs> oh, goodness. It is a cool and crisp morning here by the bay. Three quarters of an island, San Francisco sits surrounded by the water. The cool breeze blowing in this morning is clear. Skies greet us on this late mid. When are we? Early November? I, th I think mid. Early mid November yeah. morning yeah. here in San Francisco. <laughs> we are broadcasting live from the corner of 16th and Valencia. We are at Manny's. My name is Sequoia. And I'm the early bird. And roll over easy. We're here to take you from under the covers till after coffee the only way we know how. It's a simple proposition. Just some good news. Ah. And there's some good news this week. There's a lot of great news this week. Yeah. Uh, starting with the fact that the sun is hitting this disco ball outside Manny's just, just perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> it's creating a beautiful pattern all over the sidewalk. Do you think I can spin it? Uh, I think you could. Okay. I think give it a light spin. Right, let's see. Early bird's going to test out some. Uh, Maybe do you some... should. You're, you're the tall no, tree. You got here. it. You got it. Here, let okay. me get the wire. Here, no, you got it. You can bring that out okay. there. Okay. Let's see. There you go. Carry the thing out there. there. So there's a disco ball hanging outside Manny's, and uh, the disco ball itself is of disco ball size, and it has these half cups that are constructed off of it, held out by wires. So it's like an amoeba of some sorts. And the early bird is giving a nice little gentle spin to the disco ball to let the, uh, yeah, it looks really nice. Let the mirrors uh, properly move and shake so that the light reflecting off them dances among the sidewalk as individuals walk on their way to work. Good morning. Ooh, I had to jump for that one. You did. You did have, now I see why you asked me to do it. <laughs> I'm a tall tree. What can I say? Oh, goodness. Well, we have a fantastic program today. We do. We do. Uh, we're going to have folks from Vacant to Vibrant come in and chat with us about yeah. all their downtown pop-ups. Is this the SF New Deal folks as well? Yeah, yeah. This is fantastic. They're doing a lot over there. I love this. Yeah. I'm all about this. I'm all about the SF New Deal. We chatted with them a number of years ago, mm -hmm, maybe mm -hmm. five, six years ago. No, they weren't even around five, six years ago. How long ago? I feel like we talked to them a while, pre-pandemic. No, they did not. They started during the pandemic. Wait, wait, wait. wait. The a SF powerhouse New institution. That the SF New Deal. The SF New Deal started during the pandemic. I, I kid you. Not. I mean, we can get corrected today. Like maybe I think we're going to get corrected. You think so? I think I'm going to correct you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to be the corrector. <laughs> Stick around and we'll solve we'll this mystery. We'll find out. More at 11. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm probably incorrect is what the actual answer is. <laughs> I think I am I am wrong here, but uh, we are not wrong about having them join us. It's going to be a wonderful time hanging out with them this morning. Let's wave as this nice Rivendell goes by. Look at that Clement Smith Jr. Hear those great that's bikes cool. to ride. Yeah, that's what they say. That's what they say on the internet. Hey, good morning. Want to come on? Morning. Through? I got a bath here. All right. Sounds good. Staff is showing up, starting the day, and giving us a wave, and we're like, you just want to walk through the window to get in? <laughs> nah, I got to open up. Come, come in via our show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, SF New Deal, we've got a bunch of really good news in the queue that we're going to be chatting with, chatting about, and uh, you, you're here in San Francisco. The show is one part of us, one part of you, and a dash of coffee. So together, let's create some beautiful community radio as we've been doing this for almost 10 years now, coming mm. up on our anniversary next month. Can't wait. 
11 years and 11 months today. Wow. Right? I think so. Roughly. <laughs> well, wait, no, 11 years and 13 months. 11 years and 11 months today. Because next year will be, or next month will be 11 years and 12 months. Oh. Or nine years. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Give me some, start pouring the coffee. Start pouring. We got you up into a jam here. What's going on? When are we? What are we? What's happening? <laughs> Can I get the people the weather I first? I have no idea what's happening this morning. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how time works. <laughs> over 73 years. Roll over easy. It's been broadcasting from okay. Manny's. Manny's, this institution I am certain is over 200 years old. It's the oldest in San Francisco. <laughs> All right, we're going to do something we don't normally do, which is take a sip of coffee before God. we do a jam. So you got to step out of your box every so often. Let's do it. <laughs> Count of three. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Let's cheers the people that are looking at us funnily. Yeah, thumbs up. That guy knows what's up. All right. Morning. One, two, and. <sighs> so necessary. Woo! Okay, San Francisco, it is currently 51 (laughs) degrees, looking at a high today of 63. Um, The weather is looking nice, a little bit of clouds today, it says, but it looks bright. I don't see a cloud in the sky. I don't see a cloud in the sky either. It's beautiful. Uh, You see Sutro very clearly. Tomorrow is going to be 66, as is Saturday, 69 on Sunday. And then next week, it just starts dumping rain. (laughs) (laughs) Here for it. Uh, the sunrise today was at 6.44 a.m. And the sun set. 3.16 p.m. is my guess. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's something silly. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's gotta disgusting. be... It hurts. <sighs> We're still in the 5 o'clock hour, I think. <laughs> but just barely. <laughs> I think it's like 5.02. 5.05. Wow. Isn't that crazy? 5.05? 5.05. Wow. Yeah. Boss, I got a, a, a commercial to watch. <laughs> Boss, I got to watch this cat meme video my wife sent me. I got to leave early today. It's like five minutes. But I got to leave right at five. <laughs> oh, goodness. That is so early. So early. 5.05? 5.05. All right. We got to start doing segments about what bars have fireplaces in them here pretty soon. Oh, my gosh. In the meantime, what's the jam you got for the folks? I'll play a little dodos for you this morning. Oh, great call. Just getting things moving off in the right direction. This is walking. This is a jam. This is a slow laptop as well. I'm so sorry. All right. B-R-B-S-F.
right. Okay. 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 We're back. <laughs> we're back. We got some corrections to make. <laughs> All right. Roll over as you start up real strong here. Pour some coffee. Morning. Morning. Oh, goodness. <laughs> All right. All right. So first off, roll, first roll over easy correction of the day is... Oh, this is oh Nelly's day. <laughs> so sorry. So sorry. First correction of the day is we shouldn't be playing Nelly's song Dilemma on the radio. <laughs> I'm going to let it go for another second. Because this, this is a happy little bug. <laughs> this is actually a jam. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Kelly Rowland. coffee bug. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So that was our first correction. <laughs> our second correction is that we're coming up on 10 years, not 14 years. Like I think we previously mathed incorrectly by saying that we've been on the air for 13 years and 11 months. No, no, no. Nine years and 11 months. Third correction. Starting off strong this morning. Started the, we're actually in Bakersfield. <laughs> no, third correction is that we interviewed the folks from the living New living Deal. New deal. Yeah. Not the New Deal. And not the Green New Deal. And not the old New Deal. But the living New Deal. <laughs> We've had a lot of guests over nine years and 11 months. Oh, so we're inviting a bunch of them back for our anniversary, and I'm worried. I've got to like, I'm not gonna remember everyone's names and faces. I believe in you. Oh, I hope I believe in you. I'm be leaning on you. <laughs> oh goodness. So uh, some corrections here on rollover easy. <laughs> so have a sip of coffee. I let's think that needs to be the absolute first thing we do. Let's do it. All right, San Francisco. This sip goes out to you and a dollar to Steve. Ken the three, San Francisco. <laughs> One, two, and. What do you For, think uh, Dollarita Steve is doing this morning? You think the glow has worn off? No, 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 no. <laughs> Steve Peppel sent us a video. I don't know if it was last week or this week, but I saw it this morning. And it was him being interviewed on the news about being interviewed on the news. <laughs> <laughs> it's very meta. It's very funny. He's speaking at APEC, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Surprised he didn't make, a, uh, make an appearance in Peter Hartlob's excellent article about how to write a doom loop article oh my gosh that was we're gonna talk about that in a little bit that was <laughs> peter hartlob woke up i don't know what he put on what album he put on but just spitting straight fire he was ready he was absolutely ready. in the in the flow he's like i'm a local journalist here let me show you how it's done him and the editors i'll click in like golden state up there <laughs> five oh is it 505 hearst 500 oh, hearst uh four no 405 no i'm not sure uh 505 Hearst? What's the Chronicles address? It's on, it's on Mission Street. 505 Mission Street. Oh, that's gotcha, I gotcha. said Hearst, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but Hearst is the only Got a three. So. One, two, and... <laughs> <sighs> I have no idea when we are. I'm so sorry. You know, we're just out here on a beautiful Thursday. Oh, goodness. Who do you think the first person was to tweet, toot, say hello, or otherwise interact with us today, starting today? I'm going to go with San Francisco's best bus operator, that MC. I believe it was two-time Lifetime Achievement Award winner Jeff Potzinger. Jeff! Oops. Denver comes down on Willie Brown, that's correct. <laughs> but, al- but also, <laughs> but also, hello, Jeff. Jeff sends in a beautiful picture of, is this Venus that we see? Ooh. Venus next to the moon? Maybe. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, look at that. So, yeah, if you see the moon this morning... 
penis is out there, or at least it was 52 minutes ago. You know, I, I did see it this morning when I was getting on BART, and I was like, what a big, beautiful star or planet or something that is that's right next to the moon. And mm-hmm. uh, good to know it's Venus. Nice. It's very, very visible this morning, uh, post-sunrise. We, we have some good astrology content around here sometimes. We do. Yeah. So. Melissa Graber's ears just poked up. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa, uh, we Beatrix Gravesguard, excuse we, me. We will see you at our 10-year anniversary party, oh, what hopefully. A, what a pro, what a radio oh. pro, legend. They got her jersey hanging in the alley. Oh, yeah, the BFF Rafters got a lot of good jerseys up there. Absolutely. Melissa Graber is definitely one of them. 100%. <laughs> uh, also, good morning goes out to Thomas Rogers. Thomas, hello. Hello. Thomas says, good morning. Looks like a great day for Hope Open. Oh, aren't you right? Mm-hmm. Thomas, I agree. Today, so what's going on? Are we hope loping down in San Francisco? I think we're hope loping. I was downtown yesterday. Felt good. Feels, uh, you know, I gotta agree with you. Downtown feeling more vibrant and alive than I feel like it has in a in a while. I mm-hmm. think some of that's definitely vacant to vibrant. I sure. think some of that's just sort of the natural curve of people going back. Um, I think some of it's people wanting to go get a drink with a friend after work on mm-hmm. a Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, just all of those things kind of wrapped up into one. It does make San Francisco more vibrant. Yeah. If you're downtown today, like it's going to feel good. I can. Uh, I feel pretty confident about that. Yeah. Uh, just remember to get out of the office before 5 o'clock before oh the sun sets so you can go enjoy. Today's like the day to go out and have lunch with your coworkers. Long lunch. Long lunch. Get that sunshine. You know, I, you think of it as the end of the year. Do some networking. Some light. So, you know, keep in your network warm. Yeah. Say hi mm-hmm. to the people you care about. Let them know. Spend a little extra time at lunch with them. Mm-hmm. Take that extra walk around the block. If you're having um, trouble figuring out who who should I hang out today, what holiday parties do you want to get invited to? You know, like <laughs> now is the time to be laying the groundwork for those sort of things. Do you have a friend at IDEO? Oh, great yeah. time to hit them up. Absolutely. You got a friend at Google, and you want to get to one of those parties. You had a friend that uh, you know has a really really great apartment and throws a great party. You heard that the mayor is going to be throwing an all-expense-paid holiday party at City Hall this year, and you want an invite. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you know that's got to be happening, right? Yeah, City Hall party? Yeah. I hope so. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you just want to see Fernet Santa, in, in which case, like, uh, find Adrian Spinelli. Yeah, Buy him a drink Adrian today. today. He's in Thailand right now. He is. Don't find him today. Don't then. find him. He's on his honeymoon. Leave him alone. <laughs> 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 but when he's back, find him and give him some love. Yeah, him lo- and Tegan. Once he's back, then then follow up with him. Uh, also hanging out with us this morning, Paul Valdez. Hey, Paul. Hello. Good morning. Uh, has a mug here that says bike fuel, and coffee is indeed bike fuel. I like it. I like it. I like it. Uh, that's a nice uh, cone he's got in the pour-over action going I, on there. I know. I was just thinking that same thing. Um, hey, I have a, a coffee-making update for you. <gasps> I love coffee-making updates. Hit me. Oh, it's not a coffee-making update. It's a coffee-drinking update. Okay. Wooden mug. Oh. Great. Thank yeah? you for that gift. Oh, cool. Mouthfeel is really nice. It's nice. like It's a well-designed cup, and the wood is just not a typical thing that you're uh, bringing to your lips. I was curious about how that would uh, sort of like interact with your, your mouth and the coffee itself. Uh, it's really well done. It's, it's good. Only cons are the fact that it does not hold heat very well. Yeah. So I'm doing like a two-mug deal where I got a nice warm mug, and then I'll just pour it into the wooden mug to, to ah, treat myself. Two mugs. Yeah, double mugging. I like that. Yeah. I'm a fan of that. Do you have uh, a special mug at home these days? Uh, no, no special mug at home these days. Uh, I'm, I'm just drinking the coffee as it comes out right now, I feel like. I'm mm-hmm. just doing the Chemex is how I'm making my coffee. Ooh. 
so sorry. Like, this big stinky truck is just always idling in front of us for a minute there. Oof. Get on uh, out of here, big stinky truck. Yeah, get out of here. We're trying to get the sounds of Valencia. <laughs> Valencia. <laughs> is, has anybody made, like, a clever portmanteau about, like, center bike lane and the word Valencia? Oh, man. You know? The portmanteau I've been trying to figure out is, like, APEC and a crazy rainstorm. That's that's my ah, portmanteau. Yeah, yeah. Paging <coughs> Jerry Diaz. Yeah, let us know. APEC and a crazy rainstorm. Yeah, like, APEC low pressure. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Jerry's ears definitely just Yeah, yeah. Up. Somebody somebody more clever than I, please. Uh, yeah, you're right. Crazy rainstorm next week in APEC all landing at the same time. What are your APEC? Hey, good morning. We are. Have a good day. I love it. I love it. What a smile. Just like, just bringing joy. Absolutely. Uh, hello to the random stranger that just smiled and walked by. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, APEC. So this is wild. Um, you know, I think the crazy thing to me is we've got, was it several thousand? 30,000. 30,000. Thousand. We've got. Uh, hey, good morning. Good morning. We've we've got some politicians. <laughs> we got this kid that's on her way to school. Now she's going to APEC too. She's going to APEC too. We've got uh, all sorts of people that are really going to be uh, checking out San Francisco. Good morning. A lot of people making eye contact and yeah, waving at us this morning. Yeah. Feels great. The social interaction game is strong this morning. Very strong. Uh, we got all these people coming to APEC, and it's wild to me that they're all coming for the skate park that just opened <laughs> in in the uh, UN Center Plaza. Who would have thought that that would be the thing that would bring leaders from around the world to see? Whomst among us isn't excited to watch Joe Biden <laughs> kickflip? <laughs> um, you know, I got to say, all jokes aside, I was out there yesterday for the inaugural grind. Oh, they didn't is that what cut it was a called? Ribbon. They did an inaugural Sick. grind. I love it. <laughs> Uh, that is so good. And it was awesome. Um, so morning. they took over... Morning. They took over a space at UN Plaza that was always kind of awkward on uh-huh. the backside of where the escalators are coming up from BART. Oh, yeah. And they made that like a really nice spot. And as someone who cool. does not have any skateboarding talent whatsoever, I want to learn to skateboard for this. Nice. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, uh, but the other thing, too, is I was surprised. It's not just skateboarding. Uh, boarding. They right. have like a fitness area. Hmm. There was ping pong. There was foosball. Like there is a, an entire rec center. Chess boards? Chess boards. All of it. I, uh, I want to stay positive. I wish we would have never moved the chess players out from Powell Street, mm-hmm. but I'm glad to see that they have a new home that is close to Powell Street. Absolutely. And I got to say where they sat them is it's nice. It's the, the fifth in a market spot the chess players had was great. Yeah. But this new one it ain't bad. Nice. Yeah. Cool. <sighs> Inaugural grind. Inaugural grind. Are you going to go down there and bust a kickflip? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm practicing. Um, yeah, it felt really good out there. It reminded me of the line of our uh, friend um, <coughs> who told us that honeybees are, it's, excuse me, that skaters are the honeybees of the urban environment. Rebecca Solnit? It wasn't Rebecca Solnit. It was our friend Cassie Hoprich. Oh, really? It was Cassie? Yeah. yeah. I've been attributing that claim to Joe Biden all these years. <laughs> you know, honeybees. <laughs> are the skaters of the plant world. Fool me twice. Should have fooled me. Gosh, our corrections list is so God, long this episode. What's going on today? <sighs> After over 17 years of this show, sometimes you just have these days. <laughs> I think this is one of them. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, I'm excited for that, for the whole UN Plaza sort of revitalization. Um, and, you know, it's another one that's kind of interesting. We're getting another one downtown. We're getting a skate rink 
And where are we getting a skate rink? Thrive City. Really? Did you hear about this? I did not hear about this. New skate rink going in at Thrive City, oh. which if you thought to yourself, you know, there's a skate rink down at what used to be Justin Herman Plaza that I can never remember the name of what it's called currently. Is it Maya Angelou? I th- uh, we're just calling it Maya Angelou Plaza. Okay. Um, so there's one down there. Yeah. There's one in front of the mayor's office, City uh-huh. Hall. There's another in Union Square. Mm-hmm. And if you thought to yourself, I just don't know if there's enough places for me to go <laughs> ice skating downtown-ish, you, my friend, are in luck. Because Mission Bay is going to have a brand new ice rink starting on December 9th. Okay. So uh, if I think we did the calculation last time. You can go ice skating in San Francisco 20% of the year at three different locations, which is, like, wild and strange and weird, but okay. I feel like they should space them out a little bit more. Like, we should have, like, summer ice skating available. Yeah, put, put one out at Land's End. Exactly, exactly what I was thinking in my mind. So, more ice skating for your buck in San Francisco. Nice. That's good to know. It is. You know, whether it be skateboarders or ice skaters, apparently we turn to skaters to save San Francisco. Come on, San Francisco. <laughs> Uh, let's say some more good mornings out there as, let's see who else is hanging out with us. We've got Claire. Hello. 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 Claire. Good morning. Claire and Posey, I should say. Claire says, good morning. Posey suggests staying in bed this morning. Posey's human suggests supporting the BFF.FM off-air fundraiser. Mm. Absolutely love it. We're not really supposed to talk about it on air. It's a, it's a fundraiser. It's a fundraiser, and you can go to Give Butter and donate to BFF.FM. But there's no earthquake kit that comes with it. No, there's not. But you can still just, like, do the thing. And thanks for doing it. Thank you. We appreciate it. Absolutely. We love it. (laughs) Claire, we appreciate you tremendously. (laughs) Hi, good morning. (laughs) Probably didn't have to whisper to her. Probably not. Probably Probably not. (laughs) Anyway, uh, but just uh, the very quick TLDRs. We're trying to raise $10,000 to the station. This helps us out with everything from administrative costs to keeping the zeros and ones flowing through the tube to uh, our, uh, you know, the supporting the DJs that create the music. It, this is the arts in San Francisco. This doesn't come for free. It's so true. thank you to everyone who has supported. Thank you to those that are considering supporting. And thank you to you for being just a fan of the community radio. You're keeping the social fabric of this city and the uh, eardrums of thousands and thousands of listeners uh, alive and well. Yeah, Absolutely. Oh, good morning goes out to Soldier. Hello. Soldier says, good morning. Roll over easy. He's got two hearts of purple and orange varietal and two cups of coffee for him and Baxter. Mm. You'll love to see it. Good morning, Soldier. What a great shot. Yeah. Uh, good morning goes out to our friend, the mayor of Oakland, who is now the mayor of Oakland at blueskysocial.social. Uh, Hello. Hello. I'm going to guess this is Mike Davey. It is. Mike. <laughs> you know. Good morning, Mike. Mike's got a great uh, Sierra Nevada mug. Ooh, Look at I that. see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Mike, I uh, hope you're having a good one this morning. I love it. I love it. Yeah, Mike, let us know how Oakland's doing this morning. And you got any good words to share? I was chatting with a friend from New Orleans uh, last night, just mm-hmm. catching up with him as we do every so often. And I'm just like, so how's New Orleans? Yeah, what's the good word in New Orleans? Uh, there's a lot of things happening in New Orleans. He's focused on trying to help out young entrepreneurs oh, nice. uh, build their networks and build their footings in New Orleans. Uh, he's focused on trying to make sure that educated New Orleanians are staying in the city nice. and are contributing to the local economy as opposed to like getting educated and looking around and going, oh, well, I'm getting out of here. Yeah. 
Um, and he's also focused on making uh, gumbo this time of year. Okay. Oh, morning. It's soup season. It is soup season. Yeah, I was talking to him about. Uh, I was trying to make a. I've got to get the ingredients so for a nice étouffée. Ooh. Similar to a gumbo, it's yeah. a roux-based dish with celery, onions, uh, and generally shrimp or um, yeah, generally shrimp. You know what I'd really like to see that I I don't feel like we've gotten yet is the like best of soup list. We got a best of burrito list this morning. That we dropped. did, and and like three of them were within a block of each other on twenty fourth. This is wild. Should we just talk about the best of burrito list? About the burrito block. The burrito block. Ooh, hope open on the burrito block. <laughs> Yeah, talk to us. Uh, your favorite burrito is on there. The Tums of the Town, the burrito walk. <laughs> My favorite burrito was in second place. Tums of the Town. Tums of the town. So shout out to Cesar Hernandez, <laughs> who said after consuming an alarming number of burritos, he came out with his top five. You ready for this? Talk to me. At number five. Drum roll. El Farlito. On the 24th emission. Yeah, a classic. It's a classic, and it's like, it is a classic top five burrito in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. I think if you were to pull 100 people, you'd probably see that Farolito lands in the top five. Yeah. ninety For 95% of those people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The only people maybe it doesn't are like people that maybe live in the, uh, in the part of town where they're not like coming over to the mission. They just haven't had it before. Yeah. So they're like, I can't, I can't judge. <laughs> right. Uh, number four, uh, Chewy's Fiestas. Haven't had this one. I have no idea what's going on with Chewy's Fiestas. I'm going to get this one maybe today. I love it because it's like Chewy's <laughs> Fiestas. Like, like it's yeah. Chewy's parties. <laughs> I just love it. Uh, third spot, La Palma. A classic. Um, yeah, yeah. La Palma's been around for a minute. Mm -hmm. um, very, very good. He says, uh, a delicate harmony of elements centered around juicy strips of asada. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Morning. Uh, you can also get fresh corn tortillas there as well. Yeah, yeah. And at number two, my favorite burrito in all of San Francisco, La Espiga de Oro. Do you have a favorite burrito in San Francisco right now? We're, we're reading burrito lists. Do you have a favorite burrito in San Francisco right now? The Chronicle just came out with its top five burritos in San Francisco, and we're curious. What's in your top five burritos? Oh, my God. Well, I have a top one. Oh, it was hit us. Uh, it's going to be El Buen Sabor. Buen Sabor like, is really, really uh, good. Cancun. I like tacos Cancun. 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 Tacos Cancun. And then what was the other one? The one in Castro? Tacos uh, Delicious? Taco Delicious. Taco Delicious on the Castro. I think that's just classic. Taco shop. Uh, Could be Taco Shop. Yeah. But uh, definitely El Buen Sabor y El Cancun. Taco those are, those are two of the best. Yeah. Excellent. Well, yeah. thank you so much. Great call. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Wonderful. <laughs> Well, there you go. Uh, a Buen Sabor was my first burrito ever in San Francisco. Whoa. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's a good one. I still remember my first burrito at Farolito, but I struggle to remember my... I remember my first good cup of coffee in San Francisco. Really? Where was that at? Blue Bottle in the Ferry Building. Oh, yeah. What the a worker classic. took me over there when I started working over near there, and she's like, here, we're going to get Blue Bottle. I was like, I don't know about this. I drank it. I was like, oh, my gosh. I should uh, really build a life and personality around this. <laughs> <laughs> Number one burrito in all of San Francisco is La Vaca Birria, which is a newcomer um, that I guess has really just made an impression. I love it, uh, like the first sentences that the burrito fires on all cylinders. I like it. I like it. What a, uh, what a claim to fame. I Jumping know. into the spot and being named the best burrito in San Francisco. Do you think any editor has ever asked for more burrito content, or do you think a reporter just gets the idea of like, I'd like to eat a lot of burritos and I, expense them all? I think I, I, the, probably the latter would be my guess, <laughs> but I hope the editors are. It's great content. It really is. It you're really is. You're never upset about it either way. 
Yeah, totally agree with you. So, uh, you know, it was not on that list. Uh, La Taqueria. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting, which I feel like, and this is just me, but I feel like La Taqueria, it's it's good. People like it. Mm-hmm. it no, no shade in its direction whatsoever. But the popularity really comes from... It's almost good that it's like the out-of-towners choice because I think oh, Nate Silver a number of yeah, years ago yeah. said it was the best burrito in America. In America. And like, yeah, I, I would agree. It's incredibly good. Uh, but because of that, it's sort of like the gravitational force has pulled people yeah. out of other lines over there. And mm-hmm. I'm totally fine with that. Yep, yep, absolutely. So, you know, there's good burrito. There's good burritos all over town. It's an amazing place. What is your favorite burrito? Uh, I'm I'm a I'm a classic El Farolito guy. Yeah, the, the one on Twenty Fourth, it really just hits the spot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I I don't think I can beat that one. That's fair. Yeah, that's really fair. You still La Spiga de Oro? I haven't had it in a couple of years now, but yeah, La Spiga for sure. Mm-hmm. It's just the flavoring on it is incredible. The hours are infuriating. They're open like Wednesdays <laughs> from three to eight, and then like again on Fridays from eleven fifteen to twelve oh seven. Very difficult to get a burrito there. Kid you not, like the last two times, at least two times that I've tried to go get a burrito from there, they've been closed. And I think that I've been going during normal burrito hours. Yeah, normal burrito hours. But like, that's on me. Oh man, there's a coffee shop in my neighborhood like that. It's got the oddest hours. And it's like, I just want a coffee at regular coffee time, please. That was, uh, I think I described this in uh, recent travels to Japan. Most of the coffee shops didn't open until 10 a.m., I found. It's like, what, what are we doing before this? Starbucks opened early, but coffee shops, no. It's like, huh. I'd wake up and it'd be 8. I'm going to go on a walk around town, drink some coffee. No, no, you no. are not. You're drinking coffee from the hotel lobby. Oh, goodness. Uh, brutal. A hello goes out to Lisa Amand and, of course, B. Hutch. Lisa says, here's to brick and mortar, merchants, vendors, essential workers who sell stuff via small businesses, and artists like B. Hutch who draw stuff. Intently listening to Rollover Easy's wise words for the SF New Deal. Mm. Lisa um, uh, sends in a beautiful, a beautiful suite of pictures yeah. from uh, B. Hutch. And not only do we have a bunch of always great B. Hutch artworks on here, but we have a great mug with a lid. Yeah. You see this mug? What are your thoughts on mugs with lids? Uh, I'm a big fan of it. As someone who is is drinking my coffee spread out throughout the day a little mm-hmm. bit more, um, anything that'll keep the temperature up is a plus for me. And I'm, a lid does that. I'm uh, I'm also a fan of lids. I'm I consume coffee. I feel like maybe a little slower than I have in years past. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is like I will drink a little bit and then I'll like let it rest and I'll drink a little bit more and keeping it at a high temperature is, is that's like the lids. The, the primary function of the lid. Yeah, it's an important thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, hello goes out to Ira this morning. Hello. I just seem favoriting a tweet and I want to say hi. Ira, hello. How's it going? Uh, and congratulations Big as congrats. well. Yeah. Ira and Joey got married. Oh, you too. Uh, Ira and Joey, we wish you nothing but a life full of happiness, joy, and whenever you're riding on the street, the light turns green on your bikes, but like 100 feet before you get there. So you don't really have to stop all the way. Oh, you just kind of yeah. slow down, but then you keep rolling easily. Oh, that's our, a, that's our blessing. That's our that's our wedding blessing to you. That's a great one. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> I am here with some very funny content for you. Are you ready for this? Hit me. <laughs> I just opened Mastodon and saw this picture of Joe Biden skateboarding. <laughs> Lisa. No, who made this? It okay. was Lisa Church. So Jeff sent a picture of Joe Biden, you know, coming down off some stairs a little bit awkwardly. 
and said, someone please Photoshop a skateboard into this pic. And then Lisa responds with an incredibly professional and an artistic skateboard. Absolutely. Uh, of him coming down this, he just grinded down this rail. If anyone's itching for a viral tweet or a toot or whatever, like, <laughs> here it is. Like, take this, put a real good skateboard underneath him, come up with a clever cat. Like, I've got it. I've got the thing that we're going to laugh about for a week in San Francisco. It's Joe Biden coming here to shred the gnar in UN Center Plaza. Joe Biden's not stopping until he has grinded every rail downtown. <laughs> People have wondered where the summit between him and the Chinese president is going to be. It's going to be on that lip. (laughs) (laughs) Look, they're meeting under the freeway at 8 p.m. Bring some tall boys. We're going to sort some stuff out. The biggest logistical concern of this summit is that there's no bathroom at the skate park (laughs) under the freeway. (laughs) We've got all of your content here around the skate park, Joe Biden, APAC. Oh, gosh, I love it. This picture is really, really good. I don't think it's going to happen, but I would love to see, like, world leaders enjoying an outdoor recreation space that we just created. And we're joking about it, but, like, play some chess. Absolutely. Hang out. Walk around. Absolutely. Because you know that the timing of this opening was no accident, right? Totally. 100%. And if that's the case, let's make sure we're getting the most out of it. That was was a question I had for you, actually, was what what else is a city going to be doing before APEC, you think? What are the other bets the mayor's going to be making or other departments are going to be making? Mm. I think all of the, like, construction projects that were underway, Market Street, all that, are either Mm going to be like wrapped up or paused, right? Mm, I rode further down Market Street without seeing construction yesterday than I feel like I had in months. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like, like, even look at this building across the street from us, which was covered in graffiti a couple of weeks ago. Whoa. No graffiti. Uh, No, someone's out there actively painting over it right now. Yeah. So I think we're going to see a lot of this. Or they're tagging and they just look really, oh no, they're painting over it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there was a moment there. I was like, what are they doing? What a great uh, disguise as a tagger, though. You, yeah, yeah. You look like the guy who's painting over it, but actually you're just putting new ones up. Love it. Oh, goodness. Um, I think you're probably right. It'll be a bit of that cleaning up as well. Um, what else? Mm. You think um, they're going to open up the cliff house in time for this? Ooh, that's, that's what I'm thinking about, like that sort of thing. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to. Mm-hmm. What about, uh, you think we're going to get world leaders taking a walk in Salesforce Park? Oh, for sure, 100%. Yeah. Oh, on that, something you can see from Salesforce Park, they finally cleaned off uh, SF MoMA. Ah. So all the grime and stuff right. that was on there, they were like, oh, no, now it's time to get it clean. Uh, the backside of the building had just not been cleaned in years mm-hmm. uh, because I think maybe the cost to do it was expensive and the machine was I not functioning properly. I think the machine properly. broke, yeah. Yeah, so it was like grimy and gross. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took a nice walk around Salesforce Park with the lady babe the other week. Oh, yeah, how was Ran that? Ran into a friend of the program, Steve Peppel, there. Oh, my gosh. Steve, thanks for the drinks and good conversation. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. Uh, how is Salesforce Park looking? It's looking beautiful. I mean, even better when you run into a friend there, to be honest with you. So true. But it's great. Uh, The plants are looking vibrant. The water feature is alive and active. The buildings have people going in and out of them. Uh, It's it's fantastic. Oh, I love it. It's a sleeper of a park. And I know that it's, like, not slept on in so much as that we don't talk about it. But, like, every time I go there, it's beautiful. There's plenty of places to sit. It's very Mm -hmm. comfortable. My one complaint is we went to get a water out of the vending machine. Yeah. And the vending machine was broken. Oh, there is a beer spot, though, and a coffee shop up there. And we got a beer there. It was really nice. nice. Again, thanks, Steve, for the beers. Oh, my gosh. What a joy. Oh, goodness. 
Uh, we got to give a few more hellos here. Uh, Lisa, Lisa Church, who we've said hello to, but you know, Lisa Church. Hello. Lisa, by the way, I still have like six mugs for you. This Lisa, day, over easy on them. Do you think we're going to meet Lisa before our 10-year anniversary? Lisa, come to the 10-year anniversary party. Lisa's my best friend that I've never met. <laughs> uh, December 14th, it's going to be the time. Here in calendars. Yeah. Uh, come by and see us. Absolutely. Lisa says they're turning on the holiday lights for you this morning here in the vacant to vibrant zone. Mm. And uh, yeah, so that's another one. I'll bet you that the lights are all up downtown. Absolutely. And I'll bet they've added some new ones to places that we didn't think they were going to be adding mm-hmm. them to. Mm-hmm. That's another guess we have. Absolutely. It's going to be dark so early. Like, you know, it's going to be dark before 5 o'clock. So we're going to have people still in meetings at 5, 6 o'clock. And they're going to leave. And I think the lights are going to greet them. So I'm going to yeah. guess more lights. That's a great call. Uh, it's a good reminder, too, that like the any sort of lights, they don't have to just be Christmas lights or holiday lights. They can be any time of winter lights because it feels good. So I was thinking I was going to decorate the tree outside of my house with some lights. No one gets upset at lights. No. Uh, friends of the program, Eli, Kelsey, and Jack. Hello. Uh, good good wait, morning. Wait, let's give Jack his first good morning. Good Hello. morning, Jack. <laughs> Um, they have they live on a street that is filled with lights mm. uh, by Dolores Park, mm-hmm. and it's so beautiful that the neighbors yeah. have decided to spend a little bit of time and a little bit of energy and a little bit of money to just create something that's beautiful for everyone that walks through. Absolutely, I think about um, Manny and Daniel Lurie's yeah. um, lights all up and down the corridors. Mm-hmm. It just makes our commercial corridors look so good just with a little light, and especially so now that it's getting darker earlier. Absolutely. 100% agree with that. Thomas Rogers says, uh, squeezing a picture of Tom Petty, goes, and I'm um, hope, hope loping. As Claire says, every day is a great day for a hope loop. Totally agree with that. What's going on here? We got a uh, semi truck running over the barriers. Yep, yep. They hit that? Yeah. It's still standing, though. It hit something there. Yeah, it hit something. But I don't know if it, they hit the barrier? Maybe. Could have just gone over the curb here. Look at these happy dogs. Good morning, dogs. Oh. Hey, pups. Happy Thursday. <gasps> My dog treats. I should be giving these out. Absolutely. Oh, man. That's when you know it's cold when you're riding the bike with no hands just so you can keep your hands had warm. His fingers in his armpits riding very slowly down the center bike lane in Valencia. Absolutely. Hey, good morning goes out to John Boyles. <laughs> Senator Boyles says, good morning. Roll over easy. Here's the SF from Berkeley's Indian Rock view. Oh, wow. Beautiful picture. Uh, Indian Rock is a great landmark in the East Bay if you want to get up a little bit higher above the clouds, as it were, uh, and enjoy a nice view, as John has demonstrated here. It's also a huge rock, so there's, like, many places that you can go on the rock and have privacy for a conversation. Really? While being on the rock. There's a spot on the rock where you can rock climb. It's a very, very cool, very, very large rock. It's a rock that's serving a lot of purposes. It's great, and you go down the hill, and you're right there on Solano uh, Boulevard. Nice. So it's a it's a good one. I think I think I spy a burrito justice. Oh, Here, let's, give him a, let's give him a. Oh yeah. Good morning, burrito. Got the bell ring. We got him. <laughs> it's looking nice out there. And the professional theremin player, Katie. Sorry, wrong button. But one more time for you, Katie. It never comes down on Willie Brown. Says, uh, I got to sleep in for two extra hours. The show's even better. <laughs> LeBron <laughs> might get a hope lope since we're, fo- we're on forced hooky at the moment. Uh, fingers crossed that uh, I heard that uh, Joe Biden's just here to see LeBron James go to Cats. You know LeBron wants to see LeBron James. It's on his itinerary. Absolutely. Uh, what other world leaders are going to be here? 
I I think like uh, a lot of them. Uh, Macron? No, no. Well, maybe. Are we going to get... uh, I feel pretty safe saying Macron's not going to be here. Who's going to be here besides Joe Biden? It's all the Southeast Asian countries. So that makes a lot. Why did I... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wait. ah, Go in the other direction. Asian Pacific. Yes. Ah, (laughs) APEC. Of course. Yes. I, too, understand acronyms (laughs) and what they mean. Oh, goodness. Well, go ahead. Uh, a hello goes out to Molly as well. Morning, Molly, Molly says, good morning from Florida, specifically Everglades National Park. Say hello to my little friends. I think they like some coffee. And it is some, are these alligators or crocodiles? Uh, they're scary. They're scary. Yeah. Uh, well, a good morning to you and your reptile friends. I know. Look at those. What a fun trip. <laughs> Uh, uh, Steve Peppel says, how about downpour a peck? <laughs> 2023. Steve, that's pretty good. We're trying to get in Portman 2 between APEC and the storm that we're going to be getting next week. More like a wet, am I right? Oh, there you go. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I like Steve's better, but you know. Steve's is better, but Steve's made me made me think. Oh, goodness. Hello, goes out to Catherine. Says, good morning. I love sweater weather. Oh, yeah, plus one. <laughs> It's bowl season, and I am making a beef stew tonight. Ooh, beef stew. Great call. Uh, we're RSVPing. Yes, we can't wait. We'll mm-hmm. be there. It sounds wonderful. Um, and if you, Catherine, have any recommendations on best soup spots, like that's the list I'm yeah. here for. Yeah. Best soup spots, best skate spots. Soldier says, hola, don't sleep on street taco and hate for al pastor or carnitas. Mm. I think street taco is great. Yeah. Have you been to street taco I have. before? I like the one in um, Petrero, Daggett Plaza, mm-hmm. a lot. But yeah, it's a, it's a good one. I've uh, been to the one in Castro. Morning. I have not been to that one before. Uh, but big fan in general of, of a good uh, taco and street taco. It delivers. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, and Joni, hello. hello. Joni says, good morning. Mastodon keeps refusing to let me post photos, so I sent a pic of my happy Christmas cactus blooms <laughs> via the old bird site. Mastodon keeps failing me. Sigh. Uh, well, Joni, wherever you are posting in from this morning, we're happy you're spending the morning with us. And Joni sent in this beautiful shot on Twitter. Uh, says, good morning from my Christmas cactus plant. Ooh. Uh, which I've decided to erupt. It has decided to erupt in brilliant blooms after several dormant years. I choose to take out this colorful display as a good omen for better times ahead. Oh, I love it. Joni, what a beautiful picture. And I love a good plant that blooms several years later. What sort of gifts do you think um, we're going to give to our world leaders? Like, do you think Mayor Breed is going to be presenting uh, Biden with a Christmas cactus plant? Ooh, I think she's going to be presenting him with some, uh, like, maybe some tacos. Ooh, yeah. A bacon-wrapped hot dog? That's the question. Is Joe Biden (laughs) going to eat a bacon-wrapped hot dog while he's here in San Francisco? (laughs) Sipping tall, boys. Good morning. Hey, good morning. morning. Hi. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Whew. Look at this bicycle. This guy's ready for an adventure. Yeah, Holy he's, moly. He's on it. Um, I think Joe Biden's going to be uh, sipping a tall boy, mm-hmm. skating, eating a mission-wrapped hot dog. He's catching last call at Zeitgeist. Oh, absolutely. He's also catching first call at Zeitgeist. <laughs> <laughs> the Zeitgeist Summit's going to be wild. That's where they should have it. More meetings at Zeitgeist. <laughs> Look, you got plenty of outdoor space. You got food and drink right there. Absolutely. 
I think, uh, can I tell you what I would be gifting everyone? Talk to me. So it's kind of ironic because I got it from Joe Biden's old office. Uh-huh. Current office, which is, I've got some of that uh, ivy from the White House. Oh, the Obama ivy? Got the, uh, I think it's a Swedish ivy mm-hmm. that uh, has been in the White House for a long time. Um, yeah. Uh, that's a good one right there. It's looking healthy, too. I just added some worm casings to it the other day Ooh. for a little bit of fertilizer and started flowering. Whoa. <laughs> worm casings? Yeah, just fertilizer. Okay. That's what worm casings are. Uh, again, now is the time to be thinking about what you want to be sprouting in your garden next year. Start thinking about your plantings. And I'll give a great plug right now for um, SF and Bloom. Shalico mm-hmm. and Phoenix have done a great job of making it easy for you to spread wildflowers everywhere that you go. Oh, absolutely. So big fan of that. Uh, drop them off. You know, put them, put them everywhere right before it rains. It's a good time to do it now. Uh, what are you planting this year? Or next year, should I say? Uh, I'm trying to turn my backyard into a pollinator paradise. Oh, you're, you're really taking the SF in bloom. Uh, seriously. I think it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, though the other day I was eating lunch outside and a burrito and a bee wouldn't leave me alone with my soup. And my wife's like, you, you want this. <laughs> you asked for this. <laughs> what kind of soup was it? Uh, <laughs> it was a tortilla soup. Oh, great call. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I want more pollinators. Uh-huh. I want happier flowers and plants. Uh, maybe planting some more poppies, of course. Mm, always uh, a good call. My tomatoes were absolute garbage this last year. Tomatoes just, are hard in the bay. I just didn't get any good tomatoes. And uh. I've had really good years in the past. Um, and I don't know. What else? Apples. Our apples are really good right now. Oh, hit me with some apples. Yeah, I should be giving you some apples. I should yeah. just like show up with apples. Because yeah. literally we have too many apples right now. What an excellent problem to have. It's a great problem to have. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, I'm kind of thinking that's it. Some more, okay. or all the herbs, of course. Yeah. Okay. You're making me think i got to do more uh, pollinator garden-oriented uh, plantings. Absolutely more pollinator paradise. Here I was just thinking I was going to grow some arugula. Yeah. Arugula is good. That's easy. It's like just a weed. You know, I had an amazingly good, no surprise, hoagie from Palm City the other day. Ooh, nice. And the arugula on it was just out of control. And I said, i got to grow some arugula. I love it. I love it. Uh, KT on violin says I saw the best burrito list on Reddit the other day, and I'm sure that some friendships broke up in the comments section. <laughs> Absolutely agree with that. And Lisa says no video conference calls are a great time to catch up on the internet. Mm. We agree. Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth indeed? Oh, let's take a look over some vistas and views right now. We've got the sun rising over the East Bay. It is casting nothing but sunshine on the Golden Gate Bridge as the Mark Hopkins live cams one, two, three, and four show a beautiful day you know i am seeing a little bit of clouds now kind of over on the uh western side of the city Mm. high wispy thin clouds i don't know what kind they're called but uh nothing too serious nothing too rainy even look at fog dot today one of my favorite websites fog dot today is showing uh, a little bit of a movement of west to east as some uh, more light clouds are coming in but again nothing too wild the Pier 39 Sea Lion webcam is looking great. It's looking beautiful over there. New addition to the webcam is the fact that there is now a Ferris wheel in view. Yeah. As that has recently moved over there. Also for APEC. Also for APEC. And you want to issue a guess as to how many days old San Francisco is today? Ooh. No, I don't. 63,395 days old. Really? Isn't that incredible. That's amazing. Yeah. San Francisco. Happy, um, almost half birthday. Almost half birthday, that's right. Yeah. 
Uh, any good news uh, come across your desk this week? Oh, man. Can I hit you with a, uh, a piece of good news that is kind of sandwiched around a piece of unfortunate news? It is, as long as you also pour me some coffee. Oh, gladly. So, um, a friend of the program, Z, who has... Uh, Rise Up. Rise Up Bakery. They got burglarized the other day. What? Yeah. Really, really bad. Um, and I saw him yesterday. Because our offices are a block away from each other. And I gave him a big hug. And the man was in such good spirits because so many people had come out of the woodwork to donate a couple dollars. His vendors um, helped donate some product, helped him get back on his feet. Mm -hmm. Um, All of his uh, customers were totally understanding. It it was just a really, uh, to me, it was a San Francisco moment of of a bad thing happening and people handling it really, really well and a community coming together um, in support of them. So if you have a couple bucks, um, throw them at Z and rise up as they get back on their feet. I did not realize, because I hadn't been in the bakery in a while, mm-hmm. he has an, uh, a huge team over there now. There are a lot of people making bread in there. And he came over, he was on the show earlier this year, I can't recall the month, but he was describing about hiring a staff and bringing people in and making sure that everyone was taken really well care of. And he was like, I'm not building a thing that everyone else is built. I'm trying to build my own my own setup over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that left like an impression on me. And it sounds like he's continuing to grow in very healthy and positive ways. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Love it, love it. Uh, uh, I don't love the break-ins, but love that he's doing such good work, I should a- say. Absolutely. To be a little more specific. Uh, can I hit you with a little more good news? Please. Um, the second promenade in our parks was recently approved. You may not have heard about it because it was completely uncontroversial. I know exactly what you're talking about. Shelley Drive in McLaren Park is now officially car-free. This was this was wild. Uh, as you pour a little bit of coffee, let's get some good sound effects there. Shelley Drive cuts from McLaren Park east to west. It was a spot that uh, it was used by motorists, but surprisingly not as a cut-through, mm-hmm. which I think is what the root of why this wasn't controversial. Yeah, it's almost like the people who were upset about uh, closing a road in a park weren't actually using the road to go to the park. I think this perfectly demonstrates that point, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Like, it's not... I, I don't think this is a surprise to anybody who kind of thinks more... with a more nuanced take about what the intentions are of wanting to keep certain streets open or certain streets closed or looks more thoroughly at the data than other people do with devices in windows or by counting cars, right? There's level of nuance that I think a lot of people already understand. But just like you mentioned, this to me really demonstrates that the people that want to keep streets open are not using the streets for the things that are on the streets, yep. but rather are using the streets as means to get to other streets. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I don't care about that. Yeah, I don't absolutely. think we should care about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing that really struck me about this is McLaren Park is beautiful and wild and wonderful, but it's also contentious, right? It's on a ridge, and there are people that live all around that ridge totally. that have different needs and different priorities. Yes. And when they come together, there is often conflict. And that's okay. Like That's the, the magic of public space is that we resolve our conflict and learn how to live together. Mm-hmm. But to have all of these groups that I have seen personally flare up over the most minor of issues close down something as essential as one of the primary roads and have all of them agree on it totally it just shows to me how popular this type of thing is Mm -hmm. when we're not using it to the point that you made as a cut through yeah just wild just uh absolutely wild what's what's going on over there in the best sort of sorts of ways so Mm -hmm. get on over to mclaren go enjoy another car free space absolutely and check out this guy's mustache if he turns around and here 10 out of 10 all right mustache i see part of it right it's it it comes out at all angles 
So such a large mustache, you can see it from the back. <laughs> guy hasn't even turned. <laughs> guy hasn't even turned his head around. I can see his mustache. That's incredibly impressive. <laughs> oh goodness! Mustache goals over here. Uh, a bit of news that struck me this week is it's Thanksgiving coming up in a few weeks, mm. and there's a whole bunch of spots where if you just want to eat a lot of great food, you can. Good morning. You can enjoy a bit of Thanksgiving food from a local spot like Brenda's French Soul Food, where you can get a turkey breast dinner with all the fixins for 235 bucks. Oh, Che Fico, you can get a turkey breast confit turkey casserole, some squash, almonds, more, or veggie options. $350, which is a lot, but remember this is a full meal for, I would assume, more than a handful of people. Rosemary and Pine also has a nice meal for another 325 of citrus brine turkey, black pepper, bourbon gravy and buttermilk whipped potatoes oh my gosh and buy right you can also go to buy right and get a meal you can go to whole foods and get a meal or jet black baking company leads me to ask this question to you what's your favorite thanksgiving side Ooh, mashed potatoes but it's like 50 percent mashed potatoes 50 percent butter Ooh, that's good that's yeah. good mine's really close to that Mine's 50% mashed potatoes, 50% like a bite of all of the other little things that are on the plate with the mashed potatoes. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a good um it's a good gathering place the mashed potatoes are. Uh, they really it really is. It really mm-hmm. is. Um but so Thanksgiving's happening. Um I don't know about y'all, but uh in years past cooking Thanksgiving meals has been it's a lot of work sometimes. It yeah. takes a lot of effort. Some folks just aren't about it, but they really want to enjoy the meals and there's a bunch of spots around San Francisco that are like we're going to cook for you. It's going to be absolutely incredible too. <laughs> Um, I think uh, Thanksgiving is a great time to be in the city. I was saying so in the other mm. day. I'm typically with my family during this time. But the people that I know that spend Thanksgiving in town mm-hmm. with their chosen family and friends mm-hmm. uh, always seem to love it. So yes. uh, maybe it has something to do with all this great food you can get. Absolutely. 100% can, agree. Can I hit you with some more food-related news? Please. Um, just last week, my favorite restaurant in San Francisco... Mm-hmm. Firefly yeah. turned 30 years old. What a, what an incredible... Firefly in Noe Valley on 24th and... Douglas? Uh, Diamond. Diamond. Maybe Douglas? One yeah, of those two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the thing that's most impressive about this, lots of restaurants last for for 30 years or more, right? Like, we have restaurants that go back to the Gold Rush era here. I think, like, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. What separates... Uh, Firefly from those, in my opinion, is that the same folks that were in the kitchen on night one mm-hmm. were in the kitchen uh, that night celebrating 30 years. So cool. Um, and, and that, to me, is that longevity is a really wonderful thing. So uh, go to Firefly and celebrate the places that like have kept with the same owners that have clearly shown these things to be a labor of love. As Jay Beeman once said, Firefly may outlast us all. Hmm. I hope it does. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Same. Uh, uh, another little bit of news that's happening. You want to know what tonight the hottest ticket in town is? Talk to me. The hottest the hottest show you can be going to. The best thing happening in San Francisco tonight is La Dona at the oh, Fillmore. Oh, what a cool show. This is going to be a very, very cool show. La Dona, coming, coming to you live from the mission, uh, is going to be, I don't know, just hosting a great show. Uh, she's got a tour that's going up and down the West Coast, and tonight she's in San Francisco. It's going to be a hometown show. This is going to be super fun. Uh, I, sh- I say all West Coast, but also she was in New York and in Mexico as well. Oh, my gosh. Uh, international cool. tour. International tour. Ladonia. All uh, over. I, I think we're getting a new album pretty soon here, too, aren't we? Uh, she was, she had a track with Tia No More from... Um, hey, good morning. Good morning. 
from Text Me Records somewhat recently. Yeah. It was really, yeah. really good. Uh, sh- uh, she's got a lot of singles out. Like, there's a, a lot of good Ladonia music if you're looking for new stuff. It just hasn't come in an album form yet. So go in tonight. Go enjoy. Go watch her. Yeah. Bet you'll get some new tracks. I, I think you're 100% correct. Um, and then we got to talk a little bit more about this Doom Loop story writing guide that Peter Hartlob dropped. <laughs> this is really great. So he basically puts together like a how to do the downtown, like how to do this, right? Yeah. So step one, can I walk you through the steps? Please talk to me. Step one, flying to the San Francisco International Airport. And basically like spend too much money on food there and then complain about it, <laughs> which is great. You're right. Everything costs a lot of money there. It's ridiculous. Uh, step two is head to downtown San Francisco. Uh, he's got this fire quote in here. Uh, so you likely, since you likely won't get FaceTime with a real international ambassador while in town for APEC, you can interview a San Francisco Bard ambassador. They might actually have a better climate change idea. <laughs> Love it. Agree with it. Uh, let's locate your doom loop deep throat. Effectively, like, who's going to be the person that's going to, like, give you that insider information? Yeah, you got to get a good quote, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, stop at the ultimate landmark for San Francisco's failure, the shuttered Nordstrom's. People see ghosts. (gasps) Pumpernickel! Hey, young pump! So sorry, we got a break. We got Pumpernickel's here. (laughs) Pumpernickel, good morning to you. Oh, gosh, young pump. I'm so happy to see you back. Uh, is Pumpernickel excited for the APEC? We're going to have all these world leaders in town. We hear that most of them are coming in to say hello to Pumpernickel. Is that correct? Um, yeah, that's the rumor on the street, right? I think that's like a lot. Like London Bree keeps mentioning, you know, mm-hmm. Pumpernickel. we got to make sure she's ready to receive all these guests. Absolutely. The Pumpernickel bump uh, is really what's going to bring back downtown San Francisco. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we should cruise around. Maybe it'll uh, work. We were talking earlier about how they've opened up this whole new area down in the UN Plaza for skaters and chess players trying to make it more vibrant. Oh, yeah. I, I gotta ask you, where would you put a dog park in San Francisco if you could put a dog park anywhere in San Francisco? Um, we actually don't have one here in the Mission. The Mission? Yeah. Well, I guess they kind of have Dolores Park. It's kind of open. It's open. It doesn't have a fence, so I don't let her loose. Did you get a good picture of her? Did I get a good picture? <laughs> <laughs> Are there such things as bad yeah. pictures She's of Pumpernickel? Photogenic, yeah. Every picture. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> Uh, dog. Yeah, okay, and I so wish I wish Salesforce Park allowed dogs, but they don't. I that know. would be it. Would be so nice. It would be. It's That's, such a gorgeous park. Yeah. Absolutely agree with that. Oh goodness. Uh, any plans for this Thursday with the Young Pump? Um, no, but Saturday we're flying to Oregon, <gasps> so we've got to prepare for that. Honestly, no way. It's going to be a lot of packing for all of our pug supplies. No, no, no! Don't jump in there. No, no, hang in, hang out here, hang out here. <laughs> Don't, do it, <laughs> Don't do it, Pump. Don't do it. Don't do it. Excellent. Well, I uh, thanks for blessing the state of Oregon with some yeah. uh, with some pumpernickel, and I hope the trip is wonderful. And there are all sorts of new smells for you. Yep, all sorts. Gonna go see family, so should be pretty good. Well, she doesn't like the water or the rain, so <gasps> there's usually a lot of temper tantrums. Uh, well, I think she'll be missing a big storm here next week. That's uh, we, what I heard, right? Yeah, we got a big one coming in next week. So. Excited should be nice the trees and plants are going to be happy but everyone yeah. else under the blankets yep. drinking some soup sipping Sounds some coffee excellent well thanks for stopping by <laughs> thanks for hanging with us i i if Every you have we got nothing but love for you <laughs> we'll be back don't you worry <laughs>
Such uh, joy. If you were at home saying, why are they fawning over this amazing creature? Well, we're posting pictures right now. So uh, a good morning goes out to Young Pump and all of Young Pump's uh, admirers, me being chief among them. Yeah, our bestie. Bye, Young Pump. See you later, Pumpernickel. Why would we leave? Yeah, but the treats are here. See ya. Um, all right, I got two fairy building related pieces of news for you. you ready me. for this? Yeah. Uh, one, if fairy building and beyond, San Francisco is about to embark on its biggest piece of infrastructure ever. Tell me more. Uh, reinforcing the seawall for climate change. Yeah. So spanning from like aquatic park all the way down to Candlestick. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a lot of waterfront here. You, you said it earlier. Two thirds an island, right? Three quarters. Three quarters an island. Excuse me. Math is hard. Another correction. <laughs> Roll over easy corrections. It's the whole thing. Um, so uh, the Army Corps of Engineers is typically the one that handles these sorts of things in you know collaboration with all of our local partners. Mm-hmm. And they are about to release like their first draft plan of this that would plan for the next like 120 years. Um, I don't know what this is going to entail except they're talking about raising the ferry building like eight feet. This is wild. Which is crazy. We got to chat with John. We're chatting with John King next week, by the way. Yeah. Spo- spoiler alert. We're John King's our guest next week. We're going to be chatting with John downtown, mm-hmm. walking around and enjoying the ferry building. And I'm very curious to see what his thoughts are on what we need to do to put the ferry building in a place for it to be around for, you know, another, another, how old's the ferry building? 700 years? 718 Another years. 718 years. How do we keep the ferry building around? <laughs> Um, yeah, that was actually my second piece of uh, fairy building related news is that John King has a fairy building book. Yeah. And we're going to chat with him about it next week at the fairy building. Um, I have to tell you, he sent us a copy and I have <gasps> it on my coffee table and it's beautiful. Nice. So, uh, come on by. I'll, Thank you, John I'll, King. I'll toss it to you. Catherine says the opening reception for APEC is at the Asian Art Museum. So the new skate park mm. could happen. Will the president of Vietnam, the president of Thailand start the skating? I hope so. <laughs> It's got to be one of them. I love it. I, I just I love the whimsy of that. I love maybe the intersection of them having a good time. And hey, good morning. Good morning. Got a lot of people saying hello to us today. I know. This is great. I got some feedback from a coworker actually who listened to the show, and he goes, "I just feel so sad because no one ever w- says hello back to you." I'm like, <laughs> a lot of people say hello back. It's just that the mics they're not mic'd up. It's hard yeah. to hear. We're not picking them up on the mic. You know, it's if we pick them up on the mic, then we have to pick up all the traffic sounds too. And we're trying to find a nice balance of that with this, that mic right Ooh, there. That's that's nice. Right? Nice little, nice. I'm going to pour coffee in front of that mic next time. What have I been doing? And what are we doing? Yeah. I might be doing a mic upgrade here for our tent, by the way. Really? Yeah, yeah, getting us new microphones. Okay. You'll see. I was I was uh, specking out the whole system last night. And again, do I want to pay my mortgage next month or do I want to uh, upgrade the rollover easy <laughs> infrastructure? And I think I want to actually pay uh, uh, upgrade the rollover easy infrastructure. Yeah. I'm, you got to pay the mortgage, though. Yeah, I don't know about that. You know? You know how long they'll let you default before they send somebody after you? <laughs> About 120 days for what it's worth. <laughs> You're like, I got some time. I got some time. No, we don't advise doing that. <laughs> but we do advise hanging out with us. Again, we'll be down here at 16th and Valencia for our 10 or our 15 or our 20 year anniversary. We don't know when it is, but. Uh, but we do know the date and it is December 14th. So mm-hmm. come on down. Uh, it's, we're going to make it a great time. We are. It's going to be a blast. Young child waving at us from the bus very excitedly. <laughs> got to give him a wave back. 
Oh, yeah. It's going to be a hoot. <laughs> uh, let's look in the queue, see what else other good news uh, we have here. Um, we talked hey. about that. We talked about that. We talked about that. We talked about that. Like you said, there's so much good news this, this uh, week. Can I hit you with one more that I got? Yes. One thing that you never hear about, uh, like, our public amenities, things that we, you know, should have, is that they always get more expensive, right? Yeah. The water goes up. Totally. Your electricity, your internet. Uh, but you know what's going down? Tell me what. Bay wheels. Ah, nice. They're bringing the cost down for this. And uh, I got to say, I think it's uh, a really good thing. So one of the things they're doing is they're bringing the yearly membership back down to the price it was many years ago of $150. Nice. And I, I just can't recommend it enough. It's $150 that you will get back in a month if you ride consistently. Oh. I was actually talking to a friend about this the other day. Uh, she was mentioning the fact that it's so exp- So we got a whole traffic issue out here on yeah. Valencia. As people are trying to turn left through the bike lanes, we've got a car in the crosswalk. We've got some other confused motorists out here. Not, I, I don't know if we've mentioned this before. This is no, not It's working. not working. In San Francisco, we love you. We, we just we just want things to work and for people to be safe. And I say that as like, I want a motorist to be safe. I want a cyclist to be safe. I want a pedestrian to be safe. I say that as someone who wanted this bike lane to work. I wanted to be wrong. <sighs> so badly. And it's it does not work. You no. Just, uh, we've been out here. The other thing we saw, uh, I think two or three weeks, no, two weeks in a row now, we've seen police roll up to the intersection, turn their lights on, take a left, and then turn their lights off. Yeah. And then have other cars following them doing the illegal left yeah, of the intersection. Totally, totally. Well, I don't know. The cops are doing it. Must be fine. <laughs> anyway, um, so yes, we want this bike lane to work. Absolutely. Uh, a couple other things that kind of crossed my uh, sort of queue. Can I tell you about the Portola Greenway? Oh, have you can heard about you this ever? So the Portola Greenway, which is. Just to the, it'd be to the east of San Bruno Avenue, which mm-hmm. is like the main drag of commerce in the Portola. Yeah. Is a greenway that stretches behind buildings for, it's going to be pretty soon, three blocks. It's insane. You're going to be able to walk along this greenway for three blocks and enjoy things like gardens and small little hideouts, chairs to sit down and rest in, uh, beautiful pathways, all sorts of wonderful things. Um, and I gotta give I gotta give a big shout out to my favorite organization in San Francisco these days, Family Connection Centers, mm. which uh, is an organization focused on providing just services for families in the neighborhoods, both yeah. Excelsior and Mission, mm-hmm. or Excelsior and Portola, excuse me. Uh, recently, can I tell you my favorite thing they did recently? Talk to me. Uh, Family Connection Centers gave like twenty five kids twenty dollars each in a bank account, and they said, and these are small kids, elementary yeah. school kids, and they go. We just started your college savings fund for you. <laughs> Keep adding to it. Like, oh, just doing good so things sweet. like that. Uh, they're giving out groceries every week right now. Oh, my God. Uh, food pantries just off the hook. Gift cards for people who just need money in the community. They're like, cool, here, take some money. Like, how do we help you? What do you need? Amazing. Incredible organization. And their work on this Greenway is nothing short of fantastic as well. They're actually having a gardening party this Saturday. So you can go on out there and do a little bit of gardening. This, this Saturday? Saturday. Oh, my gosh. Go on out there and do a little bit of gardening. Hey, good morning. Um, That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Didn't they also just help build, like, a nature playground in the Greenway? They did. They The Greenway is just incredible. If you've not been over there yet, I would suggest a nice tour on the southern part of San Francisco. Check out the Portal of Greenway. Greenway, check out, it's not, what's the name of the, the Spruce Street in McLaren Park? What's the name of the street? Um, Shelly Drive. Shelly Drive, thank yeah. you. Check out Shelly Drive as well. Get a cutty bang from Bus Stop Liquors. Look, have you a Saturday down there? Mm. 
Uh, and we haven't even gotten to the thing that was most recently in the news, this amazing new gate that got installed. Yeah. So portal, Dana, if you will. A portal, yeah. Dana Albany, who is um, one of the... Uh, you know, a, a great sculptor in town who's doing all sorts of things. You've seen her work. Made a gate out of found and recycled materials that uh, is, is truly more than a gate. It's a portal. A portal. And she's wearing a portal shirt in the picture that she's in the standard on. Amazing. So get on down there. We love the portola. You should love the portola. And you will if you go see the Greenway. Uh, and in the article, it's uh, there's there's a big debate. Is it portola or portola? Portola. Portola. That's I how you say know. Portola. Yeah. I say Portola mainly because the Portola music festival is taken off. <laughs> and I'm like, nah, Portola. Morning. You know, nice to have some different hello, differentiation hello. there. Absolutely. Um, so, more greenways, more beautiful things. Go check out the Portola. Yeah. Absolutely worth it. Uh, our guests are almost here. Should we uh, hop into a jam real quick? Only after we say good morning to Ira again. Ira, hello, good morning, and congratulations again on your nuptials. Uh, if you missed it earlier, wishing you nothing but green lights on your bikes. Good morning from the adorable and delicious Headlands Coffee House in Fort Bragg, where Joey and I are celebrating our mini moon. Thank you so much. Oh, you did hear it. Thanks for the marriage blessing. Very welcome. Oh, <laughs> uh, goodness. Well, enjoy Fort Bragg. Enjoy the northern coast. In San Francisco, enjoy Jam, as we're going to be speaking with some folks from the New Deal here in just a few minutes. Uh, as they come back on. In the meantime, send in your mug shots. Send in a cute picture of your pets. Let us know where you're waking up. Send in just a shot of maybe the uh, the sky up above as it's a beautiful San Francisco morning. Crisp and cool as the temperature is touching low 50s, but the skies, they are bright. So a little Archie Merry Me by Always Here. Going out to no one in particular. But enjoy. BRB.
That goes out to my that goes out to my lady babe actually. Oh, shout out to my wife. Good the, morning, lady babe. Good morning. You gotta, you know, the coolest thing about community radio is, oops, is not pressing pause. The coolest thing about community radio is uh, being able to dedicate a, dedicate a song to your loved ones. Mm, ain't that the truth? Just go for it. So, uh, well, hello and welcome back. Uh, we are here live on the radio this morning, uh, and we're hanging out this morning. We're chatting about the New Deal, the SF New Deal, the New Deal. And vacant to vibrant. Two things that we're all about here on the radio. And with two professionals, Kate and Jacob, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Oh, how's your morning going so far? Pretty good. I like to hear my hands. Is that one on? Is it oh. orange? Press that button. It's orange. Oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. Good. Hello, testing. That oh. one works. Here, try this other one. Hello. That one doesn't work. Take that. No, no, no. Wait, wait. Let's, figure, let's just debug this. Let's figure this thing out. Jacob, I can share. This means we won't this is bicker like, as uh, much. Pass the microphone. Wait, wait. Okay, talking to that one. Talking to the one that's not working for a second. Hello. All right. Community radio is work progress. Everything. Oh, they're both the same. Okay, okay. I think I figured it out. Okay, carry the one, add the zero. <laughs> There we go. Are we doing it? We're live. All right. Okay. okay. All right. Pass the mics to the left-hand side. <laughs> go. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. All right. Before we do anything else, can we all take oh, a sip of coffee together? so important. Okay. Kate, Jacob, you guys got your coffees? You want cheers? 100%. Cheers. Yes, I'd love to cheers. Oh, yeah. All right. Good sounds there. Count of three. One, two, and. <sighs> okay. I needed that. Yeah, I did too. Sorry. Real tough. Real tough stuff here. We're, uh, we're kicking things off with you two. We've got to ask you a very important question. Please. Critical question. How do you make your coffee in the morning? I'm grimacing because I'm actually not a coffee person. <gasps> well, anyways, it's been hey, great so having you on the program today. We, uh, go check out Bacon to Buy Brent. <laughs> and we'll see you in San Francisco. <laughs> what did you drink? Uh, tea? Any caffeine? Or I drink sorts? green tea. Um, my friends like to refer to it as battery acid. I make it absurdly strong. It like, curdles my insides. Yeah, I love it. Wow. Every morning. How long have you been doing this for? Years. Yeah. And is it doing something special for you, making it that strong? Are you? Do you have superpowers? Yeah, that's how vacant to vibrant has happened. Ah, it's all <laughs> making sense now. It's all coming together. I, I tend to walk to Wooden and Coal Valley, go for like ah. a oat latte. But this is lovely, so thank you. Yeah, Wooden's a great spot. Very cute. Yeah. Um, another morning-related question for you: You might not have coffee, but I'm assuming you do eat breakfast. Um, Imagine, if you will, it's a beautiful day, much like today, maybe a little bit warmer, um, and you're surrounded by like all the people you love, all your friends, all your family, um, and there's just nothing on the agenda for the whole day except going to breakfast, and there's no lines anywhere. Where are the two of you going to breakfast? Breakfast Little, 100% every day. Breakfast what? Breakfast Little. Breakfast Little? Where's <gasps> Breakfast Little? Same, exactly. Same Kate way. recently told me about it this. Is, it's been a I game changer. This. Far and away the best breakfast. Bold it's like claim. not your classic eggs, yeah, toast, potatoes, everything. They do killer breakfast burritos, Ooh. like plantain, black beans, queso. It's unreal. Really? Where's uh, where's breakfast yeah, where's little? Twenty second between Valencia and Bartlett. Wow. Oh, yeah. I've seen. We this could spot. walk right now. It's so close. It's so close. I mean, mobile broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we could do it. It's possible. Okay, that's really good to know. Yeah. In this hypothetical, if it's a yeah. Saturday, yeah. I'm going to go to Primavera at the Ferry Building. Ooh. Yeah. There's always a line there, and it's always worth the line. 
it's, so excellent. It's one of the spots that, like, no matter when you go, no matter how busy or slow the ferry building is, mm-hmm. early or late, there's a line there. There's a line. It's a 11 out of 10 breakfast. Always really? Worth the line. Have I've you ne- been in the line? I've never waited. It's always too long, but I've seen it. <laughs> it's always worth it. Really? Always worth the line. Jacob goes every Saturday. Every wow. Saturday? Every nice. Saturday. Nice. Alone or with the friends and family. It's always excellent. That's the best breakfast spot where you can just walk in alone and be very comfortable. It's true. Are they out there on Thursdays? Because we're broadcast. Oh, no. We should. Don't. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hmm. Saturdays. Very spe- very special Saturday edition of Rollover Easy. <laughs> It's coming. It's coming. Um, if you'll excuse me for a moment, I have breaking news I have to share. Breaking news, everyone. This just in. Milo the cat is reporting live from the scene that the case of the apartment is moving. Stephanie and Ross are officially heading close to the edge of the continent with a new lease in the inner sunset. Hey. Or lemon. Congratulations. Yeah, congrats. Yeah. Sorry, somebody tweets in breaking news. We have to. You, yeah. The breaking news has to happen. Have to read it. Uh, and congratulations to you, and congratulations to Milo the Cat for moving closer to the edge of the continent. Yeah, and uh, closer to the inner Richmond, America's best neighborhood. Yeah, that's what the New York Times said. They said they... <laughs> Whoa, strong neighborhood. Okay, what's your favorite neighborhood yeah. in San Francisco? The Mission. You're saying the Mission is above the Richmond? Yes. Wow. I love your confidence Where in are you... Answer broadcasting from right now oh, we are on the we're at uh we're in the mission okay the rest of my case okay oh that's a pretty strong <laughs> argument right there kate i love it wow okay so the mission is america's best neighborhood according to kate and the new york times says the richmond is the best neighborhood what's your was thoughts? it new york times or time time out time out no yeah. it's new york times front yeah. front page yeah. i grew up all- in the richmond i i'm quite partial mm-hmm. it's quite lovely but you know evolving mm-hmm you're in the Richmond. Yeah, Ninth and Clement. Uh, if you see the Seas Candies, you're close. <laughs> Are you a, a frequent shopper at the Seas Candy? I mean, shopper is like one word for it. <laughs> they will give you a free sample. I'm just saying this from experience. If you go eight times a day and they recognize you by the second time, they'll still give you the candy the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh Very time. generous. Their yeah. free samples no no bounds. Very, um, very generous. I wouldn't recommend it, though. It's, it's not good for the health. Maybe not. Yeah. Uh, a couple more bits of news very briefly. Uh, Joni, thank you so much. She's the newest monthly donor for BFF.FM. Oh, Joni. Very much you. appreciate your contribution to the community, to arts, to radio in general. Small price to pay for all the community enjoyed that is shared here. And Claire's a bit biased about the sunset, having loved it so much. And Jeff is also a big fan of Breakfast Little. Jeff's all about it. Right. Jeff knows what's up. Jeff does. Jeff does know what's up. That's true. It's an it, accurate. I don't know if you know Jeff. That's accurate. <laughs> Jeff does know what's up. So yeah, you got a cosign there. That's true. Um, uh, what are your thoughts on downtown as a neighborhood? Yeah. Just in. Ge- I'm just going to throw just, that yeah, out generally. there. Just generally, what do you think of downtown? You know, I've spent definitely the most time I've ever spent in my entire life downtown in the past <laughs> three months. Like, I, I grew up in SF, and you know, I would go to Westfield. In middle school, as yeah. you know, classic middle school, and that was as outing. far downtown and as that was went. as far downtown <laughs> as we went. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, I I went. I remember we chatted about this mm-hmm. on the in the steps of MoMA months ago, and you said, "Well, get ready to sign a lease downtown because you'll be living there." And <laughs> I mean, at this point, it does feel like that. I'm we so don't happy have I was right about that. Yeah, no, you were. Um, but no, I actually like downtown is. Dare I say it? Kind of cool. Yeah, there I, are. I, there are a lot of ways that we haven't really treated downtown like a neighborhood the same way that we think about the Mission and the Richmond and a whole host of places that really define the culture of San Francisco. And I think a lot of what is going to get us 
to the downtown that people actually resonate with is treating it like a neighborhood and doing mm. things beyond a nine to five office that kind of has gotten us to this place. What do you think gets us closer in that transition to a neighborhood? I mean, I think the really dynamic aspects of places like the Mission, where you can have a coffee and go see your friend. Points and, for the Mission. <laughs> like the Inner Richmond. Yeah, points for the Inner Richmond. I'm keeping tabs, by yeah. the way, between you two. Uh, and have an evolving experience over the course of a day. The challenge downtown is you have a lot of kind of single point destinations. Mm-hmm. You go to the Ferry Building, you get your Primavera breakfast, and you leave. Mm-hmm. And the working version of downtown is a whole host of things that you want to do happening simultaneously. And so Vacant to Vibrant is kind of one aspect of this concept, which is, could you diversify the ground floor? Mm-hmm. But we really need diversification across the board to get to you know, that dynamic spot. Mm. Uh, I feel like that's super insightful. And I'm, yes. I'm curious how you guys have, you know, Vacant to Vibrant started a year ago, maybe, is when you guys started thinking about this? Started a year ago internally, and we launched kind of as a public program in April. Very nice. Um, how has your like thinking about this evolved over that time? I'm sure you had ideas of what this program was going to be when you started, and now that it's um, it's out there, people are in these spaces. Um, how how has your thinking changed over the time and what you've seen? I actually think that um, I mean this was a pilot program; it was our first go. Yeah. Um, I think both to Jacob and I's shock, like it is very close to what we initially kind of scoped the program as like we've pretty much followed our plan to a T that being said we have so many lessons learned and like how we would do it next time but um, like from where we are sitting now back to March we, we kind of did all the things we said we were going to do incredible I think there are two big lessons for me kind of over the course of the past year the first is that we started from a place of saying like how do we make downtown a place where small businesses can exist mm-hmm. and there's kind of two big aspects of that one which is how do you actually shift the landscape so that small businesses can thrive and how can you shift that perception so that people think small mm. businesses can thrive mm. and i think a year ago in the stack ranking of those i would have said like reality number one problem perception will follow and i think it's been evolving for me to see that actually perception and reality are so deeply interwoven mm. that you have to treat the perception as real of a problem as the reality. Like if we do all the stuff to actually get the business there, we've got nothing on the perception front, they will not work. Yeah. So we really try to carry the perception with a marketing campaign, with a whole host of things to actually drive that traffic. But perception problems are real problems. And I think that's been a growth for me. Um, and I think the other piece is in all the ways that this is fun and exciting and pop up and temporary, we're just opening businesses downtown. Mm-hmm. There's not like a fun and easy way to open a business downtown. <laughs> You, you need just, the same. You just need the permit. Yeah, to do it. yeah, yeah. Is a permit like on colored paper? Can you fill out with crayon or anything fun like that? <laughs> it's a post-it. It's a post-it. Cool, nice. I like more permits on post-its, please. <laughs> the mayor reacted with a thumbs up emoji. You're approved. You're in. <laughs> um, so you talk about that perception. You talk about marketing and some of these other. What have been some of the other ways that you focused on perception? What is what has worked? What has caught people that has met them where they're at and brought them to a place that you want them to be at, which is downtown is actually kind of cool. <laughs> um, I mean, Jacob, jump in. But I think um, something we thought a lot about when we kind of went through the application process and the participants um, that are now cohort one, um, we chose folks that like had distinct followings in mm. other parts of the city. And so kind of throughout the... Like yonder in the inner Richmond. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, like Devil's Teeth. Donuts. Donuts. Also yeah, in the Richmond. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, uh, I, two more points for the Richmond, by the way. Those are great for. businesses. Yeah. All right, point downtown, it's always Jacob's on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said York Street. I said a mission one. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. Okay, cool, great. I love it. Wax sells donuts at Rainbow. Is that the Wax sells donuts all over. Yeah. That's true. Whack is everywhere. Had it at Fair the enough. Family Connection Center's Bloom Shaboom last year. Oh, they were so good. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that going into the program, we kind of knew that there was no way to create a community downtown just mm. based on um, there's not a lot of residents downtown. Yeah. You know, we can't really rely on office workers. And so the goal was to pick folks that were kind of like spearheading bringing their own communities downtown so like Jacob said yonder devil's teeth black um, all of those folks were so invested or you know their communities are so invested in them that they would go downtown Mm. to experience them um, kind of out of the context of what they generally knew them to be Mm -hmm. yeah I feel like that's been my experience as well. Like I love Wack, I love York Street, so I like I sought them out. I I know where they're at now, and I will go down there when I'm going to the Ferry Building. I'll make another stop across uh, the street to see them. I think to a really high degree for us, the trust and kind of coolness factor that all these businesses have with their communities mm-hmm. far exceeds anything that we could have built over the course of the past year. Jacob and I are not cool. Per se. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know about that. Yeah. So I'm not, yeah, okay, all right. Uh, but agree on the coolness factor. It seems like you're leveraging and using people's strengths to further everyone's missions and everyone's goals as opposed to walking in and being like, we've got the solution here. And I think that's great management of a program, right? Is you're looking at everyone and you're saying, what can you contribute and how do we emphasize those skills and how do we help you further develop that um i think it's a beautiful thing and a a wonderful mission was that intentional did you set out to do that yeah so uh as we were designing the program one of the things that was pivotal in the application was not only asking people kind of operationally how are you going to hit the ground running and get Mm -hmm. this off the ground but really how are you going to leverage the community that you've established to ensure that you have kind of the longevity to be downtown for three months yeah. In some ways, right, a three-month lease is a pretty short term when it comes to downtown leases. It's a very long term if you are struggling every day to figure out who your community is and how you're getting people into your shop. And so with our advisory committee to establish this program, we really looked at not only what is the social media following, what is the presence of this individual business, but how can they leverage the community and trust that they have, whether it be in San Francisco or beyond, to uh, bring that downtown and bring that momentum with them. Yeah. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong here. You had something like 800 applications, right? Yeah. So the, the application is <laughs> so still open. Notes. Yeah. We have over a thousand so people that's applied to the program now. Wow. Um, Congratulations. Application has two parts. There's a part really focused on people doing the pop-ups. And those are small businesses, artists, nonprofits, creative organizations. And we have people uh, who are hosting to ho- uh, applying to host these pop-ups. Uh, so landlords and property managers downtown. So combined, we're now at about 1,100 applications. This first cohort represents 17 pop-ups downtown, and a really large focus for us going forward is how can we expand our offerings, not only in Vacant to Vibrant, but in partnership with other organizations in the city to really support what I think is, what I've seen is the most inspiring kind of group of people right now who are stepping up to solve the challenges downtown. All 1,100 of these applicants are people who have read stories that have said downtown is dead, and they have all said, we don't care, like nah. we are excited to be there. Yeah. And I think it's been really a, a tremendous benefit both to the program, but to San Francisco at large to have such a kind of willing and able population to dive into solving these challenges. 
Love it. 1,100 applicants. What a number as well. It's a, it's a lot to read. Kate and I have both read all 1,100 in an effort to understand who's applying to this program. We did not make the determinations ourselves of who's in the spaces, but really wasn't a Shout out Luke either. for helping I did early bird all oh, of my goodness. <laughs> well, you were on the advisory committee, is that correct? I was, I was. And it was impressive to see the process that y'all set up and to just see the diversity of ideas that came through and the diversity of readiness. And I think you guys did a really good job of picking folks that, to your point, like had their own communities and their own followings. Um, who, for you, I know it's impossible to like pick your children, uh, but like, what's been your favorite so far? Do you have a favorite space or a favorite vendor or a favorite event? Something that's like really stuck out to you during this time? You're just trying to get us in trouble. Yeah, I'm yeah. definitely going to get fired. <laughs> okay, how about, how about this? Who's somebody you had to say you couldn't say yes to? Like someone's like sort of put in a water park. Oh, I have this one. Um, <laughs> Treasure of Eight Wheels. Yeah. Incredible application. Incredible guy. I like truly went so far out of my way to try and find a space for him and yeah. just I mean having an inside roller rink is like very very difficult to find but I mean he's still he's in the wings mm. maybe church, cohort two I don't know church of eight wheels yeah. downtown sounds fantastic <laughs> sounds pretty epic uh, company offsite's about to get a whole lot more fun yeah. downtown how much space do you need for an indoor roller rink and how much how, how good is Joe Biden yeah. at roller skating we hear he's coming in next week for APAC to do some skating you know he's going skating <laughs> I think we, you said we, like 10,000 square feet. We looked at primarily spaces that were smaller than 5,000 square feet. And the mm. purpose of that is a lot of the businesses we're placing are coming from the neighborhoods where that's kind of the average of what they're mm. working with. Mm -hmm. We looked at a number of spaces that were 30, 40, 50,000 square feet, which when you're in, you're like, this could be anything. A it's, giant it's, roller rink? It could be that. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, it, they get complicated quickly when you're at 50,000 square feet. So it's an aspiration for us to be able to activate spaces like that. For now, we're trying to stick with ones that are a touch smaller. Were there any spaces that you really wanted, but it just didn't work out in terms of like, oh, this one building wanted to give us two floors and there's only a, a fire pole that connected them or something wild? Infinite. I think. They <laughs> <laughs> Great. Love it. Love it. <laughs> um, something that we were trying to juggle was like really being able to keep the pop-ups kind of confined to, I mean, initially we wanted it to be a three block radius. That definitely didn't fully work out the way we wanted to, but um we had so many really awesome properties um, and property owners that were willing to work within the program, but they were just like a little too far outside the scope. And so we ended up choosing the financial district for the first cohort, but um, our goal is to pick another neighborhood downtown for the second cohort and so on. Love it. What's, uh, if you can give us sort of a preview, what, what, what are you kicking around in your mind? What are some other areas or parts of downtown that you're at least curious about learning more? Yeah, so as the program continues to expand, a really core focus for us is to try to take what's working in this first cohort and continue to apply it. And I think what's been really successful in the financial district is you do have some dependable office flow. Obviously, mm -hmm. it's not what it used to be, but it's a Tuesday through Thursday that's pretty solid and has lent itself to kind of predictability for the businesses in the program around that audience. As we've been exploring other neighborhoods, places like Lower Market and the East Cut, places like Union Square, places mm -hmm. like Mid Market, there obviously are kind of complicating factors in each neighborhood that we work with. And so the goal not only is to say, how can we ensure that we have the resources and tool to make sure people are set up for success, but where is that kind of matchmaking possible between the spaces that are available and the concepts that we have? 
Um, in this program, we had about 40 finalists for the first uh, cohort of pop-ups, and all of those finalists then went before the property owners who made the selection of who's there. Huh. And so it, it's kind of a back and forth of yeah. which spaces, who's taken what, where is this going to work out. Um, in, in the context of this first program, it, it went pretty quickly. We had kind of a couple of weeks where we were doing a bunch of these matches. And so our aspiration for Kate and I both is to have a little bit more time the second go around to try to draw the map in a way that... It's not an aspiration, yeah. it's a requirement. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kate, Kate will quit unless there's more time yes. for the second cohort. Yeah, lots, lots of learning. Love lessons. the real talk. Yeah. But I think we're really excited as we start thinking about who in this first cohort might be interested in extending beyond their initial term, how that might also speak to future cohorts of the program so that it's kind of an additive program in that respect, continuing to promote and support the businesses that choose to be there beyond their initial pop-up term and leveraging the momentum of new businesses coming in as well. Incredible. Uh, I love the idea of the two of you as matchmakers. the business matchmaking has clearly been successful for you. Do you have like a big whiteboard with post-its and arrows yeah, and lines like, between and your, you know, how does it physically do you do it? Do you do it on a spreadsheet of some sorts? Do you do it in a dream? I mean, I definitely have pages and pages of notebooks where I'm just furiously scribbling out addresses and activators and it's all, I mean, useless. It's <laughs> it's a combo of some nice spreadsheets and then some shower time where you're like, wait a second. I didn't and even Jacob think of this and I one. just on hours and hours yeah. of FaceTime every day. It, it's true. Yeah, I was also curious what your method for communication is. And it sounds like FaceTime. I don't even know who decided FaceTime. Since working on this project with Kate, the time I have woken up has just moved earlier and earlier because Kate <laughs> Kate calls it like 6 a.m. every day and it's like, nice. what's the update? She's it's got like a lot of uh, The update is I was tea. asleep. Yeah, it's and the, green tea. <laughs> the update is that I'm ready to start. I love the first call, wake you up in the morning sort of phone calls. I'm a big fan. I do that on <laughs> birthdays in my family. For a FaceTime? Like a phone call at 6 a.m. It's oh, like, you no, it's got great. You get the side of the face <laughs> and you know, you're still laying in bed. Wait, are you exaggerating or like for real 6 a.m.? This is what happens. Hey, yes. good morning. Morning. Friend of the program, Luke. <laughs> Between 6 and 7.30. Yeah, that's reasonable. On, on the 6 end. But you'd think if it was 6 a.m., <laughs> then it would be like, all right, 5 p.m., yeah. you get the breather because she like, must stop working at some point. Never okay, happened. You don't stop working? Like 10 p.m. I take some breaks. Jacob's the one texting me at 10 p.m. when I am fully in bed. I'm absolutely loving the relationship. <laughs> <laughs> the two work styles here. Ab- yeah, totally <laughs> works. Coming together. Totally works. Um, have the two of you worked on projects of this mag? Probably not this magnitude previously, but have you worked on large projects like this before? Um, so Kate was Kate and I were both kind of founding team members for SF New Deal, and when we launched the organization in March of 2020, our focus was large-scale feeding programs. And in that model, we were paying restaurants to make meals for people experiencing food insecurity. And that program, uh, similar to what's happening at Baked Vibrant, really was working to meet an emergent need here in San Francisco. And that program, we scaled from doing a thousand meals in our first week to. 18,000 meals to 25,000 meals to 50,000 meals over the course of a few weeks. And so Kate was the person who was onboarding all those restaurants and having all those conversations with people. And so I think in a lot of ways, although the space is really different, kind of the core skill set of our team is serving as a mediator and facilitator between the city of San Francisco, small businesses, and the general public. So doing a bunch of permitting, opening a bunch of businesses, a bit of a new skill set for our team, but kind of same, same core ability. You two are pros. Yeah. To be very clear, like me starting at SF New Deal was 
onset of the pandemic, I didn't have a job. I just moved back here from New York and I was so bored out of my goddamn mind and I <laughs> truly begged Jacob to let me help. This was like week one. He was like, I'm making a bunch of peanut butter sandwiches. <laughs> and I like begged him yeah. to let me help. Um, and yeah, it's uh, been like that ever since. <laughs> <laughs> McKay and I knew each other in high school, so this yeah. is a ah. long-standing first project, but evolving to get to this point. Awesome. Very cool. Very, very cool. Um, it's, you know, speaking of the evolution of these things, like, it's been really cool to watch SF New Deal grow into what it is today. Um, I think a lot of organizations, like, popped up during the pandemic to meet a need, and it seems like you guys have found the through lines between what was successful then and what the city needs now. Yeah. Has that been intentional, or is that just something that you guys have kind of stumbled upon based on, you know, the, the needs that have popped up day by day? I think a bit of both. I think what we saw early on in the pandemic was the challenges we were working through then, supporting small businesses and addressing food insecurity were not particularly novel concepts during the pandemic. For so many small business owners, the pandemic represented an additional challenge on top of what has been years and decades of challenge of operating in San Francisco. And so with that realization, it was not hard to say, obviously there's gonna to continue to be things to do beyond what happens through large scale feeding work. Mm -hmm. I think what took us some time is to figure out our positioning in the landscape of San Francisco to do that support, particularly between relationships small businesses have with various city departments and the city as a whole. And today our focus really is in supporting vibrant neighborhoods across San Francisco with the belief that a thriving small business landscape really benefits all residents. There's so few challenges that small businesses are encountering that don't impact you and me and everyone else. And I think in a lot of ways, as we are struggling to figure out the identity and how we land kind of in a post-COVID San Francisco, small businesses represent so much of the solution. They define the cultural identity of our city, they support local jobs, they bring vibrancy, and our hope as an organization is to provide the resources and tools to not only help individual business owners be successful, but to help the entire commercial corridors across our city really thrive. Mm, love it, absolutely love, love it. Love it. Um, did Applebee's apply? <laughs> We've had some lengthy conversations about how chains factor into our market. It gets complicated, I and, and Applebee yeah. is a bit different, but when, when you have a <laughs> franchise who is a small business owner. Mm. We saw this with uh, Farolito in North Beach the, a couple years ago, where it was like, how yeah. many Farolitos is too many Farolitos enough? And we decided more Farolitos. Yeah, more Farolitos is I've always I've been to that one many times. I'm, I'm glad. We did plus, not cut the number there. Plus one. Yeah, we, <laughs> don't, I don't think of the Farolito and Applebee's in the same realm by any means. We, we did make a grant to a subway a couple years ago when we did a grant mm. campaign. Oh. Um, it, it gets complicated. There's yeah. like a lot of nuance in actually the business okay. structures and how the support people get from their national how do you franchise. How do you navigate that? Do you have, um, like it seems like, I mean, you're clearly doing an excellent job of navigating that, but are you listening to small businesses and getting input? Are you chatting with advisors? Are you going off gut feelings? Are you using data? Like, what's your methodology for defining what this looks like moving forward? We try not to be a, a gut feeling, just wing it kind yeah. of organization relative <laughs> yeah. to the place that we have in the landscape and the support that's needed. All of our work really starts with listening to small business owners. I think in a way that I've been really appreciative of, we don't have to be so creative in asking small businesses about the challenges they're experiencing. Every small business owner can tell you what's challenging about operating, what they need to be successful. And our hope is to really elevate those challenges to the spaces where they're able to be addressed, whether that be through the private sector or in partnerships with the city of San Francisco. So all of the work starts with that, whether it be through surveying and our active programs or outreach that our team does on the street. And then really 
I think where we come in is trying to build this bridge between a challenge that we see persisting across a block or a neighborhood or whatever it might be, and the resources that we have our disposal in partnership with contracts we have with the city or our relationships in the private sector to really bridge that need. And I think what's been really pivotal for us is taking a piloting approach to all of our programs, including Vacant to Vibrant, which is anytime you launch anything, it's challenging. Vacant to Vibrant is no exception. But we are also at a spot in the city where we need some creative solutions. And so we have to be willing to take a risk to say it's a new program model. It's not clear if it's going to serve exactly the intention that we want. But we hope that by having kind of established trust and communication with the businesses that we're serving, we'll be able to evolve and, and pivot this program to continue meeting kind of an emerging need. So cool. Absolutely love it. What uh, creative solutions have come up during Vacant to Vibrant that you think could uh, translate into other neighborhoods and other small business challenges? Sorry, we got some dogs. We, we, the, the dogs, dogs are, have opinions. going off here. They got small business opinions. Can you repeat the question? Sorry, those dogs are pretty <laughs> distracting. I got distracted by the dogs. They didn't even come for the dog treats either. Oh, no. oh, my the part. Um, you guys are talking about creative solutions to ah, right. some of these small business problems, and I feel like you've um, really struck a hotbed of, of solutions in Vacant to Vibrant, right? I, I would imagine that every day you're trying to find creative solutions. Are there things that you have found for the pop-ups that you want to take to other brick and mortars and other neighborhoods throughout the city? I think there are, maybe I'll show you one, and Kate maybe has one. I think one of the things that's been really illuminating through Vacant to Vibrant is that even when you have a tenant, a small business, a creative who's excited about being in a space, and you have a landlord who's excited to have them, that alone is unfortunately not enough often to bring a pop-up and a space to fruition. Mm. Things like insurance and lease signing and permits really stand in the way of a lot of that. And that's our hope as an organization to provide the support in our program to make sure that these pop-ups can happen. But really our aspiration is to get to a point where you don't have to be in vacant or vibrant to be able to bring a pop-up to life in the city. And that's certainly universal across neighborhoods in the city. And so we're exploring ways to support with the biggest pain points like lease signing and insurance to help more businesses, whether they have applied to our program or not, bring these ideas to life. For, for so long, it's been really challenging to do something out there or risky in San Francisco because of the financial implication. It's like, if you don't feel like it's gonna work in the first three months, you can't do it because it's such an expensive operating landscape that if it doesn't work out, like as a small business owner, you're probably taking on personal debt to make that possible. And so what we're trying to do is minimize some of that risk on the front end to really encourage all of the excitement and momentum that we see from residents to actually channeling that into vibrant commercial spaces. Yeah, I, I pause because I think the creative solution is like not a fun solution or a cute <laughs> solution. Yeah. It's like easier permitting um, mm. and you know, much easier pathways for businesses to start in a brick and mortar, whether that's a pop-up or, you know, for long-term. Like Jacob said before, we've basically just helped these businesses start businesses, not pop-ups necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, a creative solution is a distinction of, like, okay, I want to start a pop-up. How do I do that? Versus I want to just open a business. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, Sequoia here has a great permitting uh, solution. Oh, yeah. My, is my, it post-its? Because I've heard that one. It's post-its and emojis. <laughs> no, uh, my solution is we just give everyone, uh, give, give downtown to the artists, 
give them a thousand days to figure it out, and then the city will check back in in a thousand days and like make sure everything's actually cool and looking up to code and all that. But just being like, hey, head on downtown, make it more vibrant. You got a thousand days, and we're gonna be back in a thousand days to check on you. But until then, like, just have some fun. Gotta have your permits by then. Gotta be ADA compliant. Yeah, but in gotta, the meantime, uh, you're fine. Yeah, give you a thousand you days this? head start. Godspeed. I'm pitching this. What do every Thursday? I'm pitching this idea. I think in a way they've actually become more sympathetic to there's permitting as, you know, the high level it's challenging to navigate. Yeah. There's also permitting as the life safety overlay. Yeah. And I think it's yeah. been uh, certainly illuminating for me and Kate to have these conversations with inspectors from fire and DBI who've really helped us understand we want creativity downtown. I think there's a lot of alignment from the city around driving this momentum downtown. And we also want safe spaces downtown where people are... Yeah not putting themselves in a life safety risk because they're attending a pop-up. And mm -hmm. so, yes, in the like highest level, it's so exciting to say, worry about the permitting later. It does very quickly become a like, there's an emergency exit. Is that door gonna open? This, know, is why I'm, this is why I'm just doing community radio on Thursdays <laughs> and you're actually making an impact in our communities. <laughs> uh, I've, I've got to ask you, imagine if you will, so imagine this bureaucracy doesn't exist. The permitting is a breeze, it's a post-it note. Like, what's a big pie-in-the-sky idea or a thing that you're like, I would love to do this, but it's just... Uh, no. Ooh. You want tamales? I'm okay. I'm okay, but that does look really good. Next time. Next week. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Uh, what's, a big, what's a big idea you have that you look at and you're like, it's actually not possible to put a water slide in the Westfield, but it'd be cool. Or, you know, like, what, what, what's an idea that's outside the realm of possible, but you'd still like to explore? Or you wish Roller skating ring. Ah, oh, it's so simple. So beautiful. <laughs> I'm. It, it, it transcends a bit what Vacant Vibrant's trying to do. I'm interested in a later last call downtown, like a 4 a.m. last call yeah. that drives a lot of our nightlife downtown. And I think in a lot of ways, there's like, how can the city, how can nonprofits like SF New Deal make downtown cool? I, I don't think we have the keys to make downtown cool. I think if we extend things like late night to be 4 a.m. as opposed mm -hmm. to 2 a.m., it will drive the people that do know how to do that to actually be down there. That's I think there's point. momentum and excitement through things like the arts and culture entertainment zones, which is a, a, a kind of pilot idea of how do we actually draw some of these geographic boundaries. It, it takes time, and it takes kind of the buy-in from so many stakeholders to actually make this possible. You and Scotty Too Hotty slinging margaritas at 3.45 a.m. <laughs> I love it. I'm here. It sounds great. I will say it was like a personal goal of mine to have at least one bar included in yeah. the first cohort, which, I mean... Again, I tried so damn hard, yeah. um, but getting a pop-up bar is really just a huge no-no from the city. You got the NA here. bar, though. We did. I wanted alcohol. <laughs> uh, bars do seem like they present interesting uh, challenges in permitting. Um, do you think that's going to be prohibitive moving forward, or do you think there's a, an opportunity to find a, a spot, that, a, a way to make that work? Like, do we just need to get the mayor drinking some wine, listen to a little Tony, Tony, Tony she before she wine. says yes? I'll say the mayor's been quite on board and supportive with the program. And so I think cool. we've had a lot of the buy-in and support to get there. Why? Why is What do we need to get yeah, if the what, mayor's yeah. on board and Scotty's on board with the bar? What do we need, Kate? ABC. We need okay. ABC on board. Okay. okay, so coming up in a few weeks, we should get someone from ABC on the program. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Serve him some coffee. <laughs> Uh, I mean, even beyond, I think, the buy-in from all the partners, at the end of the day, this is a program that's supporting small businesses. Mm -hmm. So we're excited when small businesses want to lead that effort, but certainly we're not going to put a bar downtown when the bar owner is not convinced it's the right choice for them. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. it's really a balancing of, can we get the right permits? Do we have the right bar owner who's ready to take this risk? 
in some ways, right, like installing an art installation for three months is less of an investment than doing the build out for a bar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so really, I think a, a branching point for Vacant to Vibrant is where does it make a lot of sense to invest in the pop-up model? And where does it make a lot of sense to be thinking about a pop-up permanent model where yeah. there's more of a pathway to imagine what a one, three, five year lease could look like? And what does that look like for y'all? I'm assuming you're already thinking about that with some of the pop-ups that are going well and thinking about their longevity. Um, how does uh, Vacant Vibrant factor into that? So by structure of the program, everyone signed an initial three-month term. Mm -hmm. November 15th is coming up. That's our midway point for these three-month terms. And nice. we're talking to everyone about what their aspirations are kind of beyond this initial three months. For anyone that's interested in exploring long-term tenancy, we'll continue to support them in the space for up to six months total. So that gives them an additional three months, really with the intent of facilitating lease negotiations between the landlord and the pop-up. And beyond six months, it becomes a lease between the landlord and the tenant. Right now, SF New Deal serves as the leaseholder for all these spaces, huh. and so it gives us this transition pathway. As we talk about that, there's both uh, support to actually sign the leases, and it's uh, how do you actually ensure this business is going to be stable and be here for many years. So that's yeah. where our team supports technical assistance and a whole host of resources to make sure that as people navigate this challenge, it's not just do I have terms of a lease that I'm on board with, but am I ready to take this from three months to three years? And what, what do I need to invest in to make that possible? What an opportunity for these small businesses. You've spoken so many times about listening to these merchants, listening to the leasehold the landlords as well, and trying to find that find that sort of jam, that special sauce between everyone. What a wonderful thing you're able to do to give people that head start of, hey, we're going to help you out and get this thing rolling. And then like, we're going to take the training wheels off at some point, but we're going to take them off slowly over the course of several months. And we're going to let you figure out how to make this your reality. You're just, you're empowering people. And that's such a beautiful thing. And I think in that empowerment, it's both, if you want to be here for three years, we're so excited to help you get there. And if you've run the pop-up for three months and it's actually not working for you, we want to help you not be in that so space. Good. So good. There's really no expectation that we have that 100% of these businesses convert. Mm -hmm. It's intended to be a pathway of exploration for these business owners that really minimizes that risk. And I think in a lot of the places that, in the place that we're in right now, there's always an emphasis on growing, growing, and getting bigger and larger. And there's less of one on like saying, hey, this does not work. And it's okay that something doesn't work. Maybe it wasn't the time or the place or whatnot. And you're allowing people to explore that and have that um, that safety net to try and to fail very comfortably while also pursuing their own dreams. What a wonderful connection of those two goals. Big fan. I'm just a big fan over here is what I am. This is great. I love it. Try. Uh, Pop-up map as well. Is that a thing? Can people like, how do people get involved yeah. and walk around yeah. and enjoy yeah, the space? Yeah, yeah. We have an awesome map. Um, you can find it on our website, vibrantsf.org. Um, There's also physical yeah. maps at all yeah. the pop-ups. So if you go to one and you like it, you go can pick up a map all. and go see the others. But on the website, it shows you hours and times of location. And events. Nice. Lots, uh, of, lots of ways to get involved. What do you recommend for folks? Say they're listening in. They're like, I love this. I want to go visit one of these pop-ups. Like, what would you say is the way to do it? You take the streetcar downtown. Where do you get off? Ooh, where are you yeah. going first? Put together where are you ending up? up? Should we do Adventure Capital? Oh, yeah. Can we do a segment real quick? Wow, it's been get a while. in there. Ooh, yeah. All right, stretch out. Okay. Okay. All right, oh. it's now time for our Ad Venture Capital. You know, in San Francisco right now, there's lots of venture capital firms. What they do is they take big pools of money and put them in smaller companies, usually tech companies with the hopes of reaping a bigger reward. And you know what? What's that? We don't care. We just don't care. Don't care. Not about, about it. That. But let me tell you what we do care about, and that is adventure. Adventure! We're all about adventures here on Roller Breezy. So uh, for the purpose of this segment, we are going to be adventure capitalists, where we uh, invest in a specific adventure and uh, tell people what they might uh, get in the return for it. What's your risk? What's your reward? Yeah. 
So, um, do you want to go first? Uh, I mean, I'm going to ask about, like, I, I would love to have a put together. Okay, I'll give you a sample one. Okay, so uh, let's think. Ooh, we got Hella Storm coming up in the next week. Mm-hmm. Here's my proposal. This is what you do. You head down to the ferry building. You grab a coffee. You grab a, grab a bite to go at one of the many merchants there. I know there's, like, less than there were six months ago, but there are new merchants in the ferry building that weren't there six months ago. So good opportunities to grab a sandwich. Then what you're going to do is you're going to hop on the ferry. But when you hop on the ferry, you're going to, like, give a cookie to the person that checks the tickets, and you're going to say, I'm just going to ride this one around for a little bit. <laughs> and you're going to enjoy a nice ferry ride on the bay on a stormy day, enjoying a sandwich, enjoying a bowl of hot soup, uh, and just ride around as much as you can until they kick you off and you have to buy another ticket. Uh, risk in this, pretty low. Maybe you get stuck in Alameda and you have to buy a ticket on your way back, but the reward is maybe you've made a new friend on the ferry and you get to enjoy a beautiful view across the bay. So that's my that's my risk and reward adventure capital. Nice. All right, I got you. I'll give you guys a moment to consider yours. Uh, mine, you start in the Embarcadero Center, but the backside, Embarcadero 1, heading east towards the waterfront, right? You just wander. You see what pop-ups you find, and you're going to end up at Whack Donuts and York Street Cafe. Yes. Uh, risk is that you might be over-caffeinated by the end of it. You might get a little bit lost in Embarcadero Center, but the reward is you're going to have the world's tastiest donut and a uh, not latte like I got last time. Just a question about this, this concept. These feel very actionable. What is the investment needed to make... Happen. You've got to invest some time. I've got to invest a couple dollars in my donuts. You've got to pick out the sandwich you're going to eat. So it's like a $9 investment. Yeah. Is it worth it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I have my adventure. It's we got nine, within, uh, 105 seconds left in the program. Okay, adventure downtown. Adventure for Vacant and Vibrant. You have to go to every single pop-up. <gasps> every single pop-up. Love it. There's nine. Okay. And you also have to make sure you've walked 10 miles at the end. Whoa. Oh gosh, I'm going to feed myself. I'm going to get some exercise. Reward. You get to see all the pop-ups. You get a donut. You get a breakfast sandwich. You get a coffee. Yeah, yeah. You get to peek in at yonder. Risk? Um, risk is your feet will really hurt at the end. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a good to be one. clear, I've, I've like done this. I was about to say, this seems like yeah. a Tuesday just for you. a day in your life. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. I think that's the right goal. I would just do the same thing, but like a one and a half mile walk, which is more <laughs> But you have to make the tag. The risk in that is that you might still have to like do some exercise because you haven't walked that far. But reward is it's now taken like an hour and a half and not the whole Where's day. Where's the fun in that? <laughs> Uh, Jacob and Kate, thank you so much for joining us. So even more, thank you for Bacon to Vibrant. Thank you for empowering merchants, small businesses, community, and just trying something. Just getting mm. out there and doing the damn thing. In a time where a lot of people, looking at myself and the early bird, just talk about this stuff, you're out there and you're making it happen. Thank yeah. you both so thank very you. much. Thank you for having us. Thanks and for having us. Yeah. We'll give you, uh, we got about, uh, I don't know, 27 seconds left. So uh, we'll give you the last word. What do you want to tell San Franciscans on their Thursday on their way out to work? to vacant to vibrant whatever it may be in the last 18 seconds wear gloves it's cold out it is cold out i think a big aspect of vacant to vibrant is encouraging residents to get involved in their communities and so whether you're coming to a pop-up or supporting small businesses the more that we can support our commercial corridors the more i think san francisco thrives 